Episode 64. Code red alert or whatever that Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a carnivore thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, no, that's perfect. Yeah, so so I figured, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll carnivore it up, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, a <laughs> yeah, so I So it's... Uh, ground zero. Yes, blast. this is uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Code 64. Right. Extension level event. That's heavy shit. Of the Ground Zero Brooklyn. Yes. Blast Furnace podcast. Here with Baron. Singer and bass player of Carnivore AD. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings and, <laughs> and salutations. What's going on? You know, keeping busy uh, with all things dark and carnivorous, no pun intended. <laughs> okay. <laughs> coming coming off of uh, a couple weeks ago was This Is Hardcore in Philly. Yeah, which was phenomenal. Which and, was awesome. Yep. And more recently this weekend, the NYDM event um, upstate in Poughkeepsie, yes. which was phenomenal as well. Yes, Possessed um, played that show. They sure did. Yep, yeah, they were the headlining band. Crazy on, on the night that we played. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a blast and quite an honor. Um, the NYDM people, I must say, are just uh, it's a phenomenal organization. Yeah, all the members, uh, Randall, the president. Um, they, they were very uh, gracious and a, a lot of love and warmth in the room and a lot of great things to say. Um, we look forward to working again with them, uh, you know, many more times in the future. Yeah. So it was a great event. I mean, I've heard from so many people in the last couple of days. I, I maybe I got like forty or fifty different friend requests from all people affiliated yeah. with the organization. A lot of great comments. Um, very, very inspirational. Again, very warm and very humbling. Yeah. Um, th- th- I think this show, out of all the shows so far, it's been the one that's really gotten the most outpour of affection and, and yeah. people that have contacted us after the show contacted me after the show yeah so I uh, can't say enough great things about it that's um, awesome we look forward to next time yeah so it was a total blast they actually had a situation where they had to change the location uh, I don't know if you heard about that I didn't yeah it was supposed to be in, in Tappan or something and then okay. the town was giving them all sorts of grief um, yeah, you know, I think yeah. they were kind of the town was kind of suspicious about the kind of show it was. They saw the band names possessed with the devil tail. Uh, of course, but what is cross. this? Nineteen eighty-five, though. Come on, everybody I guess needs there to get it over is. it. Yeah, yeah, they they haven't gotten over it over there. I guess not. So, uh, so at the last minute, they had to scramble and they went through a few places and they actually found this uh, this famous event, the Civic Center up in Poughkeepsie. Nice, and uh, it worked out great. But I think that I guess that's what heavy metal is supposed to do. It's supposed to piss people off in small towns and right and the authority and everything, right? So uh, I guess that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. it did its job. Good. Know? All right. Well, well, the show went off without a hitch, and yeah, you got yeah. a good positive. You know, no question about it. Awesome. It was a great thing, and it was uh, you know very old school. Obviously, we had possessed and whiplash and uh, yeah, leeway and yeah. us and everything. That's so awesome. it was almost like a big reunion. Yeah, you know, with the surviving members. A lot of a lot of us unfortunately aren't really around anymore. But, yes. Uh, it was definitely a nice little heartwarming reunion, you know, yeah. Tony from Whiplash and yeah. uh, you know And, and Dank plays in Whiplash and in Leeway. Yeah, that's right, yeah. First I didn't know that I'm like, wait a minute, that that's is that the same guy? Yes, it's twins? the same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah same so guy. I, gotta, I had to do like a double take there. Yeah, yeah, it's so, awesome. Um, yeah, well, I'm always a fan of Leeway. That's one of my favorite bands ever. Cool. Yeah, Eddie and all those guys. Like they played 
the opening night at this is Hawk on Thursday with Dog Eat Dog and right, anyway, so, we missed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's it's a four day thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so coming out I, this distance. Uh, I make I make it my mandatory vacation every year. Right. I remember hearing you mention I, that. I go all four days. No matter what, no matter who's playing, I don't care. I get out of Brooklyn and I go to Philly for all four days. Cool. So, so as long as they do the fest from this point on, actually for the last couple of years, I've been going all you know all four days. Excellent. So, so as long as they keep doing this hardcore, they got my fucking my four day passes. Cool, excellent. Consider them bought. This was actually the first time I went to the festival. So, uh, it's so, it's uh, yeah, so I'm glad awesome. I got there uh, when I did. Better late than never. Yeah. Well, well, the first time that I ever went was 2015. Okay. And I went by, by myself alone just on one Saturday and I was standing on the stage it was uh, right after Biohazard was done it was like Biohazard Crow Mix and it was the last time Bane had ever played This Is Hardcore and I was standing on the cool. stage and I was just watching and I was just like you know what I made it up in my head as I was on that stage I was like I don't care no matter what I'm coming here Excellent. All four, I don't care all four days cool. they, they do a great job those yeah. guys it's like I, have, I, I can't say you know more positive things right. about I the guys that run that whole yeah. thing. Joe Hardcore was great. Joe Hardcore great and host, Chris, uh, yeah, very organized. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great pleasure to uh, yeah. be part of that scene. Great scene in Philadelphia. Oh, it's unbelievable. For this kind of music, it's um, unreal. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's really, like really my cool. favorite spot right now. Yeah, I can see why. It is. So, uh, yeah, we had a great time. Everybody was so cool. And, yeah. And everybody was organized. There were no fights, no that's bullshit. The, that's, the big, that's the greatest thing. Like when you walk into that venue, you know, it's like even you know, Underground Arts was was on Thursday. You walk in there, and it's just like. There's no, there's no air of bullshit or right. tension. Absolutely. Or, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yo, what's up? It was very comfortable. Yep. It's been like that since, like I said, since the first day I went a few years ago. Never had no problems. Excellent, excellent. And it's, it's just. It's just a great thing. Cool, yeah, yeah, it was something else. Everybody was respectful, too, with the stage diving. Yeah. Because we're thinking, oh, watch out for our pedals, but everybody was totally new to Every, kind of everyone's dance cool. around us and shit. Yeah. It was almost like choreography around us and stuff. Everyone's cool, man. So, they got uh, There's a vibe down there that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We look forward to returning next time. Yeah. Joe had mentioned uh, he was interested in possibly having us back again. Well, I know so, that Joe uh, was digging your set, man. Yeah, that's really good to hear. He was, was an old yeah, it was crazy. Down, so, uh... Yeah, and the crowd was great. People knew the words. Yeah, the younger people, uh, the, the younger older people. people. Yeah, yeah. So. that's like um, like I saw you guys in the little club in Brooklyn. You know, oh, yeah, and uh, the, I, that, I, that that club, yeah, yeah, that, guy, yeah <laughs> that that little club over there, and um, you know, I had done a nine eleven first responders benefit. Right, I two remember. years ago, I missed it unfortunately, but right. Well, this was when I had gotten in touch with Mark. Right, and what they did it was Mark and this guy Jake who plays in this band, The Banner, and a couple other bands, um, and Neil, I believe his name is the singer, and they they did like a carnivore set. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they 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 called themselves just for that day. They called themselves Ground, Ground Zero, Zero Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, we said yeah. that in unison. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And I saw the footage also. Yes, when it was uh, when it was going on. And then uh, and then and then I heard that you guys were playing, and I'm like, all right, I got to check this out. So obviously I was there with Nikki. You know Nikki. Yeah. So I was there, and you know, I'm not just saying it because I kind of know you, and I'm not saying this for any other reason, but. It's like if you closed your eyes, it's like it's the closest that you're going to get to carnivore. And I was bugging out. Like I was telling Nikki, I was like, even there's like, if you know, like those carnivore records like I do, I mean, I'm 42, you know, so Retaliation, forget the first, the first one came out in 85. Retaliation came out in 87. Yep. I was like 11 or 12, depending on what month. 
And I kind of, like, grew up listening to that shit. So, like, inner conflict and all these little things and all these little small little yells and nuances and little breaths and little, ah, and, like, all these little tiny things that are in those songs. I know them, like, by, like, the back of my hand. Me too. (laughs) um, I know. So that's what's awesome about, like, I'm watching you guys play that little club and I'm like, I told Nikki, I was like, he has it fucking down pat and nailed. Like, all the little tiny things that are on the record, they're there. And I was impressed. I'm like, and I tell everybody, like, like even right before This Is Hardcore, like, at the show, people are like, oh, I'm looking forward to Carnivore AD. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you. I think I even mentioned this to Chris X. I'm like, dude, it's the, it's the closest you're getting to Carnivore. Well, that, that, you know, that means a lot that you're saying that. And it's, uh, and, and it's the truth, though. You know, I mean, you know, I'm a couple hundred years older than you are, but uh, I mean, okay. I grew up. This was all a big part of my uh, upbringing as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I listened to those records inside and out. Uh, Pete was an old friend of mine since I was 16 years old. Right. You know, and my my original band, Sheer Terror. You might have heard of them. Yes, you were um, on. Yeah, yes, <laughs> a little bit. You were on. A couple of demos? All the demos. Uh, All the demos. early lineup, yeah, the first couple of years. Okay. Um, you know, where the band pretty much got off the ground. Yes. Long story short, that that was, you know, my my, my, my position in the band. Right. But, uh, you know, Sheer Terror would play with Carnivore at CBGB's. Um, yes. People on me as bass equipment in one show, I remember. Yes. So, uh, you know, we all kind of came out of the same scene and we were all friends and, and colleagues and comrades or whatever. So that, that's, that's a big part of the reason why I know it all so well. Yeah. You know. Also, I believe if you're going to do it, you might as well do it the right way. Yeah. So, especially something like Carnivore, if you're not really going to do your homework and do it, then don't then don't do it. Then don't do it. Something like that, because like somebody like my age and your age, it's like that. It means something. Yeah. There's a time and place involved with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? No question about it. You know, maybe some of the younger kids, and I try, I try not to sound like I'm the old guy and you kids don't know shit, but a lot of, you know, some of these new kids, maybe they're just really not too familiar with it. Or if they are, there's also a, a time and place that, for me, yeah, surrounds that. Sure. They weren't there, the younger people. They can't help the time they were born. Right. Except, know, well, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have, you know, I don't want to say advantage, but the inside of actually being there. Right. Um, from day one, in, in, in my case. I mean, the first time I saw Carnivore was before the first record came out. Right. At the Morn. I was just totally blown away by it. Right. You know, well, that's, that's uh, earlier for me. Like, yeah, yeah. So I go back to way, way back. Yeah, I, I think the... F- I don't even know. I don't even know the first time I saw Carnivore. I don't know. I did not know Pete. I knew him in passing. Um, there was... I remember at the last Rash Bash at Lemoore's, it was May of 91, I believe, that was when Pete announced that they're no longer called Repulsion, now they're called Typo Negative. Right, I remember that show. Yes. I actually have a, a, the, the whole bootleg DVD. Okay. Yeah, I don't cool. know, I'll give you a copy if you yeah, want. Yeah, sure. It's like the whole Leeway set is on there, Chrome Egg set. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. It. Yeah, it was a great show. Um, but I remember I was bullshitting with him for a little while, like... Like, I had never met him at that point, but I'm walking towards the back bar at Lamore, and, dude, I was young, you know what I mean? I was, like, you know, 91, I'm fucking 15, you know, I'm 15 years old. So, I'm in this place, and I'm, just, I'm walking towards the back bar, and I just see this fucking huge guy, and he kind of looks down at me, and I looked at him, and he went, hey, what's up, man? And he had a beer in his hand, and I'm like, what's up? He's like, how you feeling, buddy? And I'm just like, I'm good, man, like... 
How are you? Like, I'm looking up at this. How tall was Pete? Like, six foot six. Yeah, so. Precise. It, it was just crazy. It's yeah, just yeah. like, and just like from there, like, and from that point on, whenever I would see him out, hey, what's going on? Like, real quick. I, I, I can't say we were friends. I'm not going to say that, but. We kind of knew each other, but obviously I knew his name. I don't even know if he ever knew my name, but right, right, you know, okay. he, whenever he saw me, he was always super cool and like always made kind of like it almost seemed like he went out of his way to say what's up to me. Right, no question about it. You that. Know that what was I mean? Pete in a nutshell. Definitely like the the guy from the neighborhood, the local hero. Yes, or whatever. There's no question about that. Yeah. everybody has similar stories and uh, yeah, a similar impression of him. You know, yeah. Um, I, I first met Pete in 1984. Right, um, right around that time. And, uh, and I could say he was a friend. I mean, yeah. you know, we didn't see each other all the time, but whenever we did, it was uh, we were happy to see each other. You know, we always had a, a funny story to exchange or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, we shared the stage a few times, as I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, he thanked Sheer Terror on the Carnivore albums, which was a big thrill. Yeah. You know, he was actually influenced by Sheer Terror, and we were influenced by Carnivore. It's crazy. So there was a real uh, Those exchange. early days, just like so much, so much in and out, so yeah, much yeah, going absolutely. on. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it was a really great thing. It, it was funny when I was um, when I was first learning all the, the bass parts, you know, for, for this project. I'm watching all sorts of videos on, on YouTube or whatever. Right. And then I stumbled upon some interview with Pete, and he's talking about the influence of, of retaliation. And he said he wanted it to be um, 50% Black Sabbath, and then 50% um, Murphy's Law, Chrome Mags, and Sheer Terror. And awesome. I was thinking, wait a minute. And he's talking about the original lineup. And I'm thinking, here I am learning the songs on Retaliation. And I'm watching a video of him saying that he was influenced by a band that I was in right. to write those songs. Right. And here I am learning the songs. So right. that was like kind of like a... I had to do like a double take. It was yeah. like 3 o'clock in the morning. I was sitting right there in front of that computer. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so there was definitely that camaraderie with uh, Carnivore and Sheer Terror. Yeah. And, and it's a great thing. And I'm so, uh, you know, some really fond memories. Um, yeah. We could be here a whole other show, the stuff that Pete and I spoke about. Oh, and, of uh, course. And even Keith Alexander, too. I knew him pretty well, yeah. you know, before Mark came in. I never met him. Yeah, he was quite a trip. I met Louis you know? in passing as well. And Louis is the coolest guy on the planet. That's all I've ever so, heard. He uh, yeah, always yeah. seemed like he was cool. Oh, oh yes. very gracious dude. No question about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, a really, really special bunch of guys. Yeah. And it's just, just. It's beyond humbling and beyond an honor to be doing what I'm doing here. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, it's just out of this world, you yeah. know. And I want to make sure I do the best possible job that I can, and that I'm really did my homework, and I'm then I'm composing the music the way the composer intended it to be performed. Right. I say that all the time. Right. Well, yeah. That's, so, that's a valid statement. Yeah. I mean. So it's crucial for me to do this. The, I'm doing what the song calls for. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, how else are you going to perform these songs? Nikki. Right, there's I mean, only one way to perform right, exactly. these songs. It's like Beethoven. You're not really. You got to perform it the way the composer wrote it. Exactly. And that's it. You can't switch it up and, and make like a. I would recre- recommend a 2018 recreation, like a reboot. Like you can't. Do I that. guess you could if you want to, but uh, but it's 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 but but then the diehard Carnival fans and Pete Steele fans, they they're gonna shit all over it. Yeah. So. Coming from the back, you'll get run out of from. town. Like it's just like this. Perhaps, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's room for everybody, I guess. But coming from where I, where I came from, and and uh, the kind of relationship I had with those guys, and you know, and the scene and everything that we all came out of, that that's yeah. the way I think it should be done. Sure. And and that's pretty much what you know my position in this thing is all about. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, the most flattering thing I hear is when people say that people would have approved of this. I, I don't, and I do I, hear I, that a lot. Yeah, and again, I, don't, I don't think he would disproove of it. Absolutely yeah, yeah. not. I'm hearing so many people say that, and again, I'm, this is not an ego thing. This is the most humbling, down to earth thing that could ever possibly happen to me or anyone. Right. You know. So when I hear stuff like that, I just kind of breathe a sigh of relief. I hope Barnabas right. isn't destroying your equipment there. It's okay. But, uh, <laughs> it's right. So, um, cat so. is is uh. <laughs> you all right over there, buddy? 
<laughs> if we, I can remove the stuff if, if uh, we need it's to. Fine. You alright? We got that. Maybe you smell my cat. His whole mission in life is just to break balls. That's all right. So. I break balls all the time, all the time too. All right, then you and him be perfect. Yeah, well, yeah, we're cool with each other. Yeah, we already had that little agreement. Yeah, yeah, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so like I was but, saying, uh, like, like right before we, uh, before we press record, um, we were saying how, like, you know, when Carnivore Carnivore broke up in '89. Yeah, yeah. For the first time, technically. Right. Then it kind of came back a few times. Right. And yeah, and then I saw them. In ninety, I think it was ninety three or ninety four at Lemoore's when the stage was on the opposite side after they closed the original Lemoore's, mm-hmm. and they played. I don't remember who exactly the whole lineup was. I do not remember. Obviously, I know Pete was there. Hello, mm-hmm. and uh, and at that show, Pete threw his fucking the thermonuclear war out the yeah, thermonuclear yeah. fucking warrior. Shoulder pads into the crowd. Yeah, that's intense. And there was probably about fifteen people fighting over it, and one guy got the majority of it. And I asked him recent, well, not too recently, probably about a year or so ago, whatever happened to that thing? And it was such a disappointing response when he says, "I don't know what happened to it." That's a shame. Which, that is saying. a shame. How do you get Pete Steele's fucking shoulder pads, and you don't like you misplace them, like? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. insane. Really, but but I can't really talk too much because, like I said before, I, I I was one of those people fighting for it, and I pulled off a piece of like it was like a circuit board that was I don't know where it was, maybe underneath the I don't know where on wait, it wait. was. We got to dig up but, some of the old pictures, try to place. I actually yeah. did that, but I can't see oh, really? any. Yeah, All right. I think it might have been like right underneath one of the flaps or something. Could be. I could be because I was I don't know where my hands were, but I was grabbing on somewhere to hold on to to try to get leverage to get the whole piece. Uh-huh. Right, right. But I broke off a piece of a circuit board and I had it for years and I do not know where it is. That's a shame that the whole thing is, is all over the place. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. As I mentioned, I do know for a fact that um, Keith Alexander's co- uh, costume is still intact. His sister still has it. That's I'm awesome. in contact with her sometimes. She was like, yeah, I got the shoulder pad, the bullet belt, the screws. She, ah, she was telling me that's so awesome. So that's still intact. That's and I was great. mentioning Louis' outfit he had given it to Paris from the Chromags. Right. And then somehow it got lost somewhere in the shuffle. Uh, so there's the story so that Louis, Louis told me. So at least Keith's is still in So there's one, one out of three. Yeah, one yeah. out of three is still in existence. Better than nothing. Better than nothing. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. So that's really cool. Those outfits were something else. Yeah, oh, yeah. And when oh. I first saw Carnival, they were wearing that, obviously, the original band. Yeah. I made quite an impression that whole Road Warrior, End of the World oh, kind of hell yeah. concept that they That were, whole they thermonuclear for. warrior. Yeah, yeah. They have, yeah, absolutely. And they come up from the fuck. It's just Yeah, yeah, quite great. a concept. It's a great so, concept, especially for that era. I was just going to say, something like that could only happen in the early 80s out of New York. Yeah. You know, some it, over the top absolutely. craziness. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, and then just, the raw meat that they were throwing in the audience, in addition uh-huh. to the costumes and the material, yeah, it really made quite an impression on me when I first saw it. Yeah, yeah, me too. As well, yeah, everybody. I mean, yeah, yeah, everybody fell there, in love who, with it. Absolutely, it, it was just great, and it crossed over into the hardcore scene. It absolutely, when did. Carnivore first came into the hardcore scene, they were still in that phase, right? And everybody totally embraced it, even though it was completely out of left field from what was sure. happening in the hardcore scene. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, people love the band the way it was. No, no question about it. Yeah. I mean, I know Carnivore P especially was influenced by a lot of the hardcore and then started to speed songs up and things like that. Sure. But uh, but in a lot of ways, he really didn't have to do that because everybody loved it as it was. Yeah. And I remember having a discussion with Keith Alexander about that as well. He was saying, everybody loves the band the way it is. We don't really have to change. Right. You know? That's was, awesome. You, you came up with some sort of a formula and it, it crossed over. And it, yeah. And it, 
it, into a very critical audience because let's face it, the hardcore scene was can be pretty critical. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what can be said about that? It uh, worked, as I said already. Yeah, it totally worked. Just so fucking Brooklyn. It just sucks. Absolutely. So New York at yeah. the time, and just uh, the concepts that were in the lyrics. If you really sit down and read them. It's really yeah. some thought-provoking stuff. It absolutely you know? is. Yeah, some yeah. of it's well, tongue-in-cheek. Yes. Some of it's very tongue-in-cheek. We'll, pro- we'll talk about that before uh, this is over. Yeah, so. no, without a doubt. Very tongue-in-cheek. Um, but some of it very serious and very thought-provoking. Yeah. You know? Um, absolutely. And, and I mean, how how old was Pete during this time when he's writing these songs? In his 20s. Yeah. Mid-20s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, a kid. He's basically, basically essentially a kid. Yeah, absolutely. So, way ahead of his time. Yeah. I mean, uh... It, it's a mind blower. I mean, especially for me now. Now I know all the lyrics inside and out. I know every word, every concept. Yeah. So it, it never ceases to amaze. Um, you know, some of the, the concepts that were explored in, in, in the lyrics and then the, and the thoughts. And it's all just as relevant now as it was back then. It's crazy, isn't as it? As far as what's happening in the world now. Sure. I mean, it's, it's still fresh. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few things. Like, like you just said that there's... there's a lot of things that are still absolutely relevant from what he wrote in 1985 and 1987 on yep. those records that, no that, about it. that are relevant today in 2018. And there's another song that pops out in my head that's still relevant today. It's from Sick of It All, the song Just Look Around. Okay. That song came out in 1992. You read those lyrics to that song, it could be written today. Right, right, right. It's just a timeless... And where a lot has changed, but then again... Nothing's uh, changed. Nothing's changed. Right. It's a human condition. Right. It's like technology has changed and all that yeah. stuff, but basic human shit. Socially, we remain belligerent neonates. They, 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 the quoting grounds are Brooklyn there. Correct. Right? Yes. But the technology is advancing, but it, you know the race of, of man is still right. shit, well, basically. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. So that that's pretty intense stuff. It uh, is. Very, very thought-provoking. Yeah. I think about it all the time. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> Studying so, uh, your carnival lessons. Yeah, and it's great to, to be to, to be singing this stuff and representing these lyrics and, and putting it out there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, some of it is a little strong and has been misinterpreted throughout the years, and it still is. Of course. So you were telling me that some people at the show got nervous or something? Well, or? well, well I don't know if I said... Yeah, I had written... I messaged you. I was like, yo, yeah. great set. Um... Uh, maybe a few people were getting it got a little nervous because you, you actually heard some people say some stuff. No, I was because I know the lyrics right. and I know what's coming up and I know the whole deal. Right. So and I know the context of it, but a lot of younger people not oh not all some people get it some people just don't or just choose not to read the entire song for what right. it is. They'll take, you know, a line or two and be like, holy shit, that sounds terrible, and run with that. Right. You know, that's kind of like, I guess it didn't come off, you know, like that way in my message to you. Right, but, okay. But I'm, like, so I'm standing there, and, like, you guys start playing Race War, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, this song fucking rules. Yeah, you know what's coming. And I know what's coming, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and, and I know, and I'm just looking around, and I see a couple of people just, like, kind of look at you, like, to see, is he going to say it? Is he going to yeah. say it? And, he did, and it went off without a hitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are you, not, not going to say it? You yeah, know we what can't. I'm yeah, we can't omit it or try to change the content of it or water Ex- it down. Exactly. That's so not gonna help. Like, oh, like, yeah. So, and I'm glad you didn't do. Of course, yeah. Of yeah, course, no, yeah. We never. I'm never going to change anything about it. If that's how right. the composer wrote it, that's the way I'm going to perform it. Exactly. And there's a, there's a tremendous message in there and a tremendous story Huge. in Race War. There's no question about it. Right. I mean, you could 
you can pick and choose parts of it, like you said. Oh, oh, you for can all sorts of nefarious. Uh, acts. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, just the just the very beginning intro. You could just take a little sound clip of "This is the United States of America" and you got a right to hate who you want. So let's stop busting heads, right? And you just take that. You could run all day with that, right? And I think a lot. This of people is so could. negative and blah blah blah. What the fuck? Yeah. Provoking violence and, but. Listen or you could use right. that as an excuse to provoke violence, which I think people did right. in the 90s and the later 80s, or right. movements or whatever. But if you read all the lyrics of the song, right. how does it all end? Right. No one wins, we all lose. Right. So It's all fucking pointless in the end of the day. Absolutely. Stop your bullshit. If you subscribe to this, it's going to get you nowhere. Exactly. And people don't, but people will take certain parts, like I said, right. and run with it and just be like, this is fucking racist, terrible shit, but... But right. it's not. But please read the whole thing from top to bottom. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole statement. Yeah. Barnabas found a way to open the door. Oh, I thought that was like a printer or something all of a sudden. No, no, no that's... Uh, <laughs> nah. That was incarnate. Oh, my God. You see what you just did? No. You tried to leap up to the uh, screen. Catch, try to escape. Yes. Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> Pause, wait. <laughs> nah, it's cool. He's got his claw dug into the mesh here. He's trying to fight me. Nice. Listen, sometimes listen. Sometimes the cat, you know, they do cat, they do cat shit, you know. Yeah. He's trying to bust heads in his own way here. Yeah. I'm gonna, can I take? I'm gonna take a picture of that picture. Do you mind? Oh yeah, of course, please. I'll put that up like maybe as like a pizza. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Please yeah. do. Cool. But yeah. um, so but getting back to race war. Yeah, getting um, back to race war. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just like those all those songs, man. They're, 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 I mean, retaliation is is probably in my top ten records of all time. A lot of people say that as a genre. That was like the milestone. I'm gonna. Record. I'm not even gonna say the genre. I'm gonna say in all genres of music. Period. Okay, that's intense. Like if I was if I was to take. You know all kinds of music that I enjoy and I listen to, and I I, I listen. I have a very eclectic taste. Mm-hmm, yes, too. I love fucking hardcore and metal, and you know old thrash metal, and I love underground hip hop, and I like some of the classic hip hop stuff. And you know I'll I'll sit and listen to fucking Alanis Morissette, man. Sure. Like you know what I mean? It's like whatever. But if I was to take you know a top ten of all the kind of shit, Retaliation would most likely be in that. You right. know. It's just. I feel the same way. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's just. It's, it was a special moment in time. It really. Uh, it's really even hard to describe it in, in words. Actually, um, it, was, it was. It was a revelation or something. Yeah. You know, um, the way it brought the hardcore influence into what the band was originally, the combination of the two, and, yeah. and the content, obviously the social content and all yeah. that. Question, because um, you were, you were in Sheer Terror, and we you mentioned that you uh, that Sheer Terror and Carnival played together. Yes, and. Drew Stone had did these, you know Drew Stone. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's done the, uh, you know, the ten questions with people. Yeah, and yeah I've seen some of the stuff. He did and one with Louis. I saw. Yes, it. he did one with me. Okay. And there was a question that he asked me, and he was like, "What was the show that you wished that you would have seen back in the day?" Uh-huh. And it came right off the top of my head, and it was Negative Night. Okay. Were you in Sheer Terror at that I, time? That still? was like right after I left. Okay, yeah, because yeah. it was Biohazard, Sheer Terror, Toxemia, to- Toxemia, yeah, yeah, Biohazard, Sheer Terror, Carnival. Right, right. Yep. That was right before I, I left Sheer Terror. And every every year around the anniversary of that show, I'll see someone post that flyer. Right, right. And oh, I'll yeah. kick myself in the ass. I don't know where I was. I, I missed or, it also. Yeah. So. Or why I wasn't there. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. 
Maybe I couldn't get a ride there. Or, uh, I don't know, because I was young. I don't know, but right, I missed right. that show. Yeah, I don't know why I missed it either. Even though I left the band, everybody was still on good terms and all that. Right. I'm not sure what happened to me either, but uh, okay. I do have a bootleg recording of it. Do you? From top to bottom. I can get you a copy if you're interested. Audio or video? Uh, audio. Okay. Yeah, yeah, on that one. I do have a video of the show of a show that um, Sheer Terry did, did with Carnivore at CBGB's when I was still in the band. Really? And that was actually Mark's first show. No shit. Oh, yeah. January 1986. Wow. She doesn't even remember. But uh, <laughs> the first, you know, everybody was like, who's the new guitar player in Carnivore? Right. And uh, and that that was intense. Sheer Terror and Carnivore at CBGB's. Really? Uh, that's what Pete loaned me, his bass equipment. Okay. Which was uh, pretty intense. In those days, I actually didn't have any bass equipment. Right. I actually had the audacity to go do shows without an amp, basically. <laughs> yeah, you borrow it from another band. Yeah, that was the spirit of, of the hardcore right. scene and back it's, then. And it still happens today. You go and borrow your amp, you borrow okay. your head. Does it? All right, good. Yeah, good. no, it, In those it days, it was more widespread, perhaps. Yeah, it was but, probably uh, happened more often yeah, back then. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we but. would just go to the show, and uh, Blake would do the talking. You know, okay. Blake, you know, the, the original guitar player from Sheer Terror. Yeah. He would just be like, oh, you know, he doesn't have any equipment. Do you think you could borrow it? And, and, and then it was then it was Pete's turn to get hit for the equipment. Right. And um, I remember Pete at first was like kind of confused, like that I would have the audacity to, to go do a show without the equipment. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck is wrong yeah, yeah. with you? <laughs> he was like, all right, you could borrow it, but you know, you got to get some equipment eventually. I'm like, I know, I can't. <laughs> and then I did. Eventually, yeah. you got to get your shit together. Yeah, that's kind of what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, of but course. he's very gracious about it. But he had, you know, he had that little. Uh, he had to say something. Yeah, you know, he was right. He know. was right. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, I sounded the best I ever did that night. Um, okay. You know, playing through his PV set up. He had back then. Okay, it was still some of the distortion. Um, I don't know if I went to his pedals or something, or maybe the amps had some built-in distortion. Right. Um, I didn't normally play with distortion with Sheer Terror, but uh, but it sounded great. So that and it's all on the tape. So that definitely was very uh, influential moment there. Yeah, yeah, I love all that old Sheer Terror stuff too, man. All that like Fashion Fighter and all that. Oh sure, shit. yeah, that, that's all the that. stuff uh, from my era. Yeah, Absolutely. I love all that yeah, shit, yeah. man. It's just fucking. Was Burning Time and uh, Burning Just Can't Hit Enough those oh, are the, of course. the two songs that I wrote in my compositions okay, not the lyrics but the, but the music Okay, I wrote all the music and Paul wrote um, Burning Time is one of my favorite songs a lot of people say that it's so uh, I'm always happy to hear. Yeah, not, not everybody knows that I wrote it, but uh, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that you wrote <laughs> that's it. That's why I still got to be like, I wrote this song. No, nah, that's cool. I didn't even know that. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Paul actually um, introduced it one time from the stage, saying that I wrote it. So I'm like, all right, good. I finally got uh, you got my you got your little, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got your little credit there. So it was kind of comical. Nice, that's but, awesome. Uh, but that, that was a great point in time as well. The whole beginning of Sheer Terror, um, you know. The, Combining the the metal influence, the South of Frost influence, especially sure, which is what Sheer Terror was known for, the early yeah. Sheer Terror, yeah, um, pretty intense stuff. The story about Sheer Terror was initially um, Blake and the drummer Reed, um, Sam Loman, who's in Virginia. Uh, they were part of another band called No Control. Okay, I don't know if you know this story. Most I do people not. don't. With um, actually two female members, a female bass player and a, and a female vocalist, and then Blake just got the idea to kind of take things in a different direction and incorporate more of a metal and, you know, thrash metal and Celtic Forest influence. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, you know, to make a theory on, I mean, it's... What? Yeah, that was a big influence as to what was happening. It's fucking... It's a ridiculous yeah, record. Yeah. It blew everybody away, us especially. Yeah. And I remember I was... I had an ad in one of the music stores in Brooklyn, bass player into hardcore and... What store? And Celtic Forest. Zigzags? No, no, no. Um, Zigzag Records on Avenue U? No, no, no. I used to go there all the time. But, uh... Guitar City. Okay. Not a record store, but a music store. Okay. I was taking lessons there. All right. Well, I'm a kid. I'm just learning how to play. Right. And then I had that ad, and then Blake Blake called me up, and right. then the rest is history. Yeah. And then we started to adapt some of the old songs from No Control, uh, Fashion Fighter being one of them, and brought it into this new Sheer Terror, Celtic Frost influence realm. Yeah. And then uh, we rehearsed as a three-piece for a while, and then uh, we got Paul into the picture. 
he was the last member to join, and then that's how the whole thing kind of pretty much, uh, you know, got off the ground. Yeah, and I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad they're still doing it, man, because it's one of my favorite. Yeah, bands. yeah, they are. Paul's still going strong. Yeah, um, all different members, obviously. Yeah, uh, but listen, uh, still does a lot of does a lot of the old songs. If if if, if Paulie Sheer Terror is singing, it's it, you you can you can create Sheer Terror. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, because I mean, talk about a a, a, a fucking. Like a genius lyricist, man. Like that oh, dude. Yeah. That dude writes some shit. It's 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 insane. No question about it. Talk yeah. about thought provoking concepts. Thought provoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like even even his other stuff. That side project that he was doing for a little while. That Joe Coffee stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like that wreck. The the first Joe Coffee record, as bright as the stars were under. Fucking incredible, man! Like, like there's a couple of songs in it. Like, you listen to it, like you get choked up. It's like this big fucking poorly sheer terror, oh, yeah. ugly and proud. Fucking this big ogre dude who's fucking so funny, but like he writes these songs, man. It's just like yeah, it's, Paul's it's, a very very sensitive guy. It's incredible. There's no question about it. Yeah. yeah. And actually, on the, on the subject of sheer terror, we're actually doing um, Carnivore and Sheer Terror. We we'll back together again. We're doing a show together in December. Really? This is the first time I'm announcing this. We have an exclusive, yes. ladies and gentlemen. At uh, Kingsland in Brooklyn, beautiful. Um, so that's going to be something else. Awesome. Have, you know, we had to do it for old times' sake. That's amazing. Um, so it's kind of funny. I feel like I've gone full circle. I was in the original Sheer Terror, and now I'm in this, you know, Carnivore Incarnate. Yeah. So everything has kind of come uh, full in full circle. Nice. When's it, has that date been announced yet at all? Um, I mean, this, this, not this announced is, yet, but confirmed December twenty third. Okay. This this is going to come out in like a couple of weeks, like two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. So, so all right. I just wanted to. Um, it'll be out before okay. that. Okay. If there's a problem with this, this announcement, I'll let you know, and you can chop this up. <laughs> I don't think there will be. When's the show? You said December what? December twenty third. December twenty third. Yeah. No, this will be on the beginning of September. Okay. Yeah. yeah so that's right around the time we were looking to, right. to announce it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually contacted Paul, and I'm like, you know, we should do some a show together or something. He was like, oh yeah, and, he, and he's like, oh, how about December around Christmas? And I'm like. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we always do good on he, Christmas. He always does like, his Christmas dance. Yes, yeah, you know the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And also, oh. I guess uh, when you think of Christmas, the two things you think about are sheer terror and carnival. Of course, right? so, why wouldn't you? <laughs> so I'm like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Sign That's us great. Up. Yeah, let's do it at the Kingsland, December 23rd. Carnivore, the sheer terror, and probably a couple bands opening up. Yeah, I'm not sure who else is on the bill. All right, but, uh, we're back to square one. Back in Brooklyn, that rules. Where we belong. Yeah, yeah. So we had to do it. We're, we're, we're sentimental fools. Yeah, uh, especially myself. We're just a fool. Period. Right. Well, but, uh, so, yeah, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Right. So we're looking forward to that. So that, yeah, that's I haven't. I haven't been to the. I was. I was at that venue before they closed it down and reopened it as the Kingsland. Okay. I've never been there myself either. It was. It was so. called. It was just called the Place Bar. Yeah. It was no. called the Place. Never been there. And so. they, they in the front they have there's like it's like a pizzeria in the front and then in the back. Yeah. Okay. But now I know they have a stage and stuff like that. But back then. There was no stage. It was just an open floor. Right, right. And the band is just playing on the floor. Mm-hmm. But I heard nothing but good things about... Same thing with me. Yeah, good sound system. Yeah, uh, whoever reopened it and refurbished that place, right. I heard that they, they, put they some did money a great into job. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's right in the cool. corner. It's in Greenpoint. Yeah, that's the spot. That's where everything's been happening lately. Yeah. Right, or whatever. So, uh, it should be a blast. Yeah. Paul does like a regular thing there. It's a bookings uh, yes. monthly or something. Yeah, I know. He was booking shows yeah. there, too. So, um... It's going to be good. Looking forward to that. That's going to be something special. Yeah, man. So, uh, so all right. Back to you, square one. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Do you have any other shows? Do you have any idea of any other things in the works? Um, yeah, a lot of stuff in the works for next year, actually. Okay. Um, uh, back to Europe uh, for, for a club tour that's uh, supposed to be at the beginning of 2019. Okay. That our booking agency is putting together, Loud Noise, based okay. in the Netherlands, who brought us to Hellfest and Grass Pop this 
a few months. Uh, I saw those pictures. That's fucking awesome that you guys did that. Yeah, I mean that's just beyond uh, comprehension here yeah. at this point. I mean that that was uh, quite a milestone for us. Yeah, it's like you like even like per- short time. Even like personally, like did you think that you know? Uh, let's just say let's put you back in nineteen. You know, let's I don't know, 1990. Like one day in 2018, I'm going to be playing. You know, what was it, Hellfest? Oh uh, yeah, Hellfest in France in Carnivore, playing at Hellfest, right? Opening up a Judas Priest, right? Like it's like one of those things alone would have been incredible. It's like how did this all happen? Like yeah, I, can't believe, I, like, I don't think I would have fathomed that. Definitely not. Of course not. You can't even make that kind yeah, of shit up. That I'm playing in an incarnate of my favorite band, opening up for another favorite band. You know, Overseas so, at Hellfest yeah. in 2018. Right, 2018. You know, for like eight eight thousand people or whatever it was that we played in front of. Yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 beyond comprehension. Yeah. How'd that go over? I mean, that that was just breathtaking. Yeah. Completely phenomenal. I mean, I mean, we know metal is really all about Europe at this point. Oh, oh so, yeah. Well, they they take that shit to it. They level. certainly do. Yeah. I mean, that is just widespread. What's happening in, in that continent with this genre of music? I mean, that saved this genre of music. It may have been over actually. Yeah. Europe kind of kept it going in the '90s and all that. Um, it was just phenomenal. Every, every sense of the word. The fans were just so dedicated and so special. They knew all the words, um, especially in in Belgium and grass pop. Okay. But even there, they they were real diehards. They came with the records to sign and. Uh, it was really something else, you know. Um, people from another place in the world, yeah. younger people, older people. Uh, just the idea of all these festivals. There's like twenty of them that go on in the summer in Europe. Yeah, you know, and they're not in competition with each other. Each of them is going to draw tens of thousands of people. Yeah. God bless Europe. I mean, yeah, uh, and it's like it's over thirty years now. Absolutely. That, yeah. That retaliation came out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's like still, 31, 31 years and change. Yeah. Who would have thought it would have been remembered after all this time, right? Or Sheer Terror would be remembered even Carnivore. Right. Back at the time, I thought nobody's going to be thinking about this in thirty years. Of course not. When Blake and I started the band, we, we would have never dreamed that it would be this year and you and I are sitting here talking about it. Right. It's a great thing. Though. I didn't think I would be sitting here talking to somebody who's playing in this fucking awesome reincarnation of Carnivore and this like. I, I, yeah, I didn't think it would be me. I didn't think right. I'd be sitting here. Period at all. Right? <laughs> no, me neither. Right? Listen, so, I've yeah, yeah. been dead several times. Right, over. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. So uh, <laughs> it's a great thing, and, I, and I'm thankful it all worked out this way. So, I mean, that tells us that the genre and this music was all something special and something real. Yeah, and it's just not going to go away. Yeah. So it really had something, something of substance to it. Yeah, they were, they Maybe was, we didn't realize it back then. Yeah, I but, mean, they, there was there was a little dip. There was a little dip in there. Sure, there's been a few dips. Yeah, I think. there was like in the late '90s. Sure, it was Seattle uh, grunge thing, the coming. grunge thing, and then the whole new metal right. thing, and right. then the rappy, right. the Limp whole hip hop thing. Yeah. Yeah. But Europe kept it going. Uh, yeah, which is awesome. Venom and Manowar were headlining stadiums. Sick. You know, we were putzing around with all this nonsense here, but they kept, they picked it up and they kept it going. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's a great thing. So I definitely feel a, a tremendous sense of gratitude to them for of that. Of course, man. And, or else, uh, or else, what would it be now? Like, uh, yeah, they, they, they really, uh, they kept it alive. And it was all, a lot of it was based upon by what we started here. Yeah. In New York, especially. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess you could say metal pretty much began in England with Sabbath and Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you know, the stuff that the U.S. had to contribute here in New York and in California was, uh, you know, pretty substantial. Yeah. And that's basically what a lot of this is based on. Yeah. So uh, so it's a great thing. So yeah. uh, And there's actually, like, there's a few, like, newer bands that have come out that have almost like that. It's like, yo, like, this band sounds like they should be wearing, like, 
tight denim jeans with Reeboks and fucking long hair and bullet belts. And they are. A lot and of the new and they are, but these kids are 22 years old yeah. in a thrash band, yeah. which is fucking great. It is. It's like that band Power Trip. It's like, dude, it's like... You look at them and it looks like the back of a fucking thrash record right. from 1988. Yeah, exactly. Or 1984. Exactly. Metal, exactly. It's the same outfit. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is awesome. Yeah, I love that kind of shit. Yeah, so do I. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, and, uh, I'm so glad that, that everybody's interested in what we're doing and and loves this music still after all this time. Yeah. So I mean, we got such a wonderful reaction from everybody. Uh, and again, this is all humbling. Of None course. of this is like ego stuff, like, oh, I'm the best, well, I'm on stage. Well, no, I mean, Quite the contrary, yeah. you know? The more people I'm in front of, the more humbled I get, and the more grateful I am about it. Well, yeah. You know, so because it's not about getting a swell head. Right. Not and for it's, me. And it's like you're doing a... You, 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 it's like a tribute to him. Absolutely. It's not like, oh, we're a carnivore cover band. No. It's it's no, it's it's... It's out of love and tribute and honor, like it's, I say all the time yes. at the shows, and I'll keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. Right. It's like I'm like a broken record, but so it's quite an honor for me to be doing it and for the people to receive it the way that they have. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I don't want to sound too cheesy here. <laughs> no, no, it's the truth, man. You don't have to sound a certain way. It's it's the truth, and I get it. Like, yeah. So you know, <laughs> it's something else. And also, I got to say, everything else about Hellfest was great. I mean, this everybody, the staff, the sound people, the security, everybody was like really professional. You know, really cool people to, to work with and be around. Yeah. You know, the people from our booking agency and everybody affiliated with that. It's just everybody was just great. Everyone that was involved in it. And obviously, a lot of people have to be involved yeah. in, a, in a festival like that. Every single person was awesome and very professional and did a great job. You know, we can't emphasize that enough. You yeah. know, and also, Hellfest was interesting, even separate from all the bands and all that. Just the grounds were incredible. I called it a heavy metal Disneyland. Oh yeah, I'm sure. The decor. I mean, you had like structures that had like spinal cords as as ribbing and oh, chandeliers with skulls and water fountains with blood coming out of them. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. F- f- Flamethrowers, not even on the stage, like in the in the crowd in the audience. Really? You know, that safe distance, obviously. Yeah. But, so it was it was a heavy metal Disneyland. Oh, that's great. Even man. without the bands, just. Going to the grounds alone would have been like a breathtaking experience. Yeah. So we were just totally blown away. Just when you think you've seen it all, yeah. we're like, oh, we're from New York, you know, we've seen everything. Uh, you no, know. you really haven't. No, definitely not. We're not flamethrowers like, in the crowd yeah, right yeah, now. Like, Holy shit! Let's <laughs> yeah. do a walk. Mark and I walking around like, oh my god, look at the skull, the blood. Yeah, yeah that's so fucking great. Uh, so I love that, that all that metal gimmick East. I love that. It's shit. a beautiful thing. It Heavy is. metal Disneyland. Yeah, that's what it was. So uh, we look forward with great anticipation to returning. And it, getting back to the question about the plans. Also, there's plans for a second European trip um, to bring us back to some of the festivals in the summer. Oh, that's awesome. So we're talking about two separate um, two separate trips. Still in the talking stages. Hopefully, I'm not jinxing it by saying anything. All right, if it happens, it happens, um, and most likely it will. Yeah, yeah, but it is in, in the conversation stage, uh, okay. working on some particulars, so that's pending. Um, two things that are definitely confirmed for next year already are the Maryland Death Fest. Okay. That's probably the biggest festival in the country yeah. at this point. Yeah. So the U.S. is still, you know, alive and well. Yeah. I've never been to it, but I know... Same that. thing with me. I've never been to it, but I heard a lot of great things. Yeah, I've heard it. It's huge. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. And then another NYDM event, but in Milwaukee. Oh, really? Interestingly enough, yeah. So okay. that, that's... Uh, both these events are in the spring. So th- those are confirmed. We're looking forward to, that, to those. And uh, a bunch of other shit still in the making... Uh, so you know we're we're always uh, we always want to keep busy. We're workaholics yeah. here. Yeah, um, can't uh, get enough. Yeah, I just have to keep getting back to it. I just uh, no, uh, <laughs> hey, listen. I hear you. Now I'm going to ask. It's probably going to be a stupid question, and I kind of probably already know the answer to it. Well, if it's no good, we can edit it out. So 
No, I'm still going to ask it. Anyway, I don't care. Right. I don't care. You know how many ever listen to this thing? I make myself sound like an asshole all the time. I don't care. All right, no. It's a beautiful thing. I've been known to do that on many occasions yeah, listen, myself. Listen, listen. It's whatever. Um, is there, because I know that you're not trying to recreate anything... But is there any like? Are you guys gonna make any music, new music at yes. all? You are, yeah, under Carnivore AD. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sure. Wow, that wasn't a stupid question. No, I not thought, at all. Okay, really? That's so, a logical question, of course. Yeah, yeah, I had to ask it. Yeah, I mean, eventually, how many times can we keep playing the same songs from the two albums, only two records? Right. Right. So, um, yeah, there's definitely in the works. Really? We're, we're about to begin that that phase of it. Really? No question. Yeah, it'll be in the vein. Of the first two records, or at least attempt to be in well, the vein of the first two yeah. records. I don't want to say picking up where it left off. Maybe that's a pompous thing to say, but right. I, well, I get, I get, I get what you say. It's not a pompous thing to say, but what else are you going to say? It, you know, how else are you going to put it? Yeah, we're going to be in that vein. We're not going to come out and do any uh, country western or anything like that. No, it's going to be uh, you know within that within that vein, right? In terms of the content as well, sure, music and content. So that's something that that's in in, in the works. Beautiful. So uh, more on that as it develops, but uh, oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Especially now, there's a little bit. We have a little bit of time off now between shows, so this will be a good time to start to uh, address that. Yeah. So um, yeah, more on that as it develops. That should be interesting. Yeah, that def- yeah, for yeah, definitely. I'm yeah. very piqued my interest just now. Yeah, yeah, mine, mine too. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's going to flow pretty well. Again, we haven't really technically started it yet, but uh, we're about to start it. But it's all it's, it's it's out there. It's put out there, and it's pretty much greenlit. No and- question. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. Beautiful. It was just, uh, you know, for the festivals and all that, we're focusing on rehearsing the songs and learning the songs. Right. And, well, especially me. Mark yeah. obviously knows the songs. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's something that's been on the back burner, but now is the time to uh, to put it in the forefront. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So, more on that as it develops. Awesome. So, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. It's I almost like, a, it'll almost be like a, an episode of The Twilight Zone, like a carnivore in a different dimension or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. To take it into... Uh, I'm sure you guys can do something really fucking cool with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty confident uh, yeah. it's going to fall into place. So yeah. uh, it'll keep things interesting. I mean, how do you compete You know, with the old songs? You can't. Those are songs people remember. There's memories and lives. People grew up with it. That's so, what I was just saying. Yeah. I grew up listening to that shit like... Like, there were certain points in my life where I was just, like, in a bad place mentally oh, and shit. No and I'll blast Inner Conflict. Me too. That was a song that always worked for me. That, that inner just sent conflict. a shiver up my spine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, I'll blast Inner Conflict and just... I'll be That'll in my, make you feel better. Dude, I'll be, like, fucking 15 years old in my bedroom, like, this this angry kid yeah, yeah. blasting Inner Conflict and Absolutely. screaming at the top right. of my lungs, too, getting my too. shit off. I don't even know what I was mad about. Right, right. But I was just, like, that angsty, rebellious totally. kid yeah, yeah. screaming like a man. Maniac. It helped. <laughs> it fucking helped. It definitely helped me. Uh, yeah, know? me too, man. I, I went through my stupid suicide phase like a lot of people do. Right. So that actually made me feel better. Yeah. Um, I even remember having a discussion with Pete about that. Yeah. Telling him about that. We were in the, the men's room at Lemoore, actually. Okay, okay. <laughs> One of our, you know, chats throughout the years. Sure. And I remember telling him that that actually made me feel better. It was that and also thinking of what my suicide nonsense did to my parents. Sure. So those are the two things that were, you know, an inspiration to kind of snap out of it. Yeah. And I remember Pete saying that, um, you know, I said when I thought about my parents, I, I wanted to not kill myself. And he said when he when he thought about his parents, he wanted to kill himself. Oh, shit. So that was kind of comical. <laughs> Pete's sense of humor. Yes. See, that's why I laugh, because I get the Pete's Yeah, you can hear him say that. Oh, yeah. I would have killed myself more when I think about it. Of that. course. So I'm yeah. sure he didn't, I know he didn't mean that, obviously. Uh, no, of and course. I know he loved his parents very much, like I did, and, and, and you do. Of course. 
So, uh, you know, one of my many little chit-chats throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, He's so, like, in a uh, conflict, is a fucking, you know, Joe Harcourt there, and he said this Harcourt was going nuts to that song, so he might have a similar story. Yeah, yeah, totally. We could all kind of relate to that. Yeah. So everybody can relate to, you know, any new conflict. We always have, that's part of growing up, I guess. Sure. Especially uh, during the time they grew up. We grew mm-hmm. up in the big city here. Yeah. So that definitely is, speaks to everyone. Yeah. And it's still speaking to people now. So yeah. that, that's a great thing when I perform that song, and I see the looks of people's faces in the crowd, and... Uh, they're kind of feeling some of the same shit that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I channel back to like 15 year old yeah, Jimmy yeah. being this angry kid. Right, that's, that's but this song was fucking about. great. Yeah, yeah. It'll be timeless. It is timeless. And it, it's a great therapy. I mean, uh, it, it works. <laughs> it does. It fucking works. Much better than medication or any of that crap. All the time. Um, it's like, it's like I'll, I'll, you know, like I don't go to as many shows as, you know, as I would like to just because of time. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. My work schedule, I work nights. I have my, my daughter on right, the weekends, right. you know. So, I have to pick and choose and, and, and this and that and like I'll feel it like I don't I don't drink anymore. I don't I don't get high. I mean I smoke fucking cigarettes and I drink too much coffee. Like that's my that those are my vices. But nothing like going to a show like to and seeing a certain band. Like my my, my dancing shoes are kind of retired. That's alright. But <laughs> there's probably about if I really sat and think about it, there's probably about eight to ten bands that I'll lace up my shoes for again. Right, right. And I get cool. my shit off. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, whatever the fuck is going on in your head, you just leave it out there, man. And it's it's a it's a it's a it's a positive way to get out negative energy. No question about it. That's you a know? good way to put it. it. It's absolutely, you know, and, and 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 especially like down in Philly, everybody is down there. Like there's that band there's that band Vane. I'm not really a fan of them, but these these kids Love that band, and I'm standing like to the you know you know I'm standing back, and I'm watching, and I'm watching 500 kids. Like they weren't even they didn't even play yet. Like the band is on the stage, and like they just did like a quick little like a strum of the guitar, whatever, like one chord, and there's 500 kids. Beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. And I was just like, I'm not a fan of the band, but this is fucking awesome. Right, you can't ignore that. I can't yeah, ignore yeah. that. Like, right, good right. for the band and good for all you kids right. for fucking getting your shit off like that. But not one legit real fight. Right. Everyone's cracking the shit out of each other and sweating and kicking each other, and but there's nothing malicious about right. it. Right, it's all in good spirit. Which is very odd to it a lot of odd. people. Not to me or you, because that's what we've, we've been around that yeah, so much. But you've also seen it go wrong, also. Oh, sure. You know, so yeah. uh, there was there's peaks and valleys with that too. Yes. Like we're saying with metal being you know up and down. Oh yeah, yeah. Violence within the hardcore and metal scene, right, you know, right. mostly in the hardcore scene. Right. It got pretty fucked up at one to it, the point where CBGB stopped doing hardcore matinees. Right. And, uh, the fights at Lamore and uh, yeah. people coming ar- with armed, armed, you know, people coming to the clubs. Yeah, when you have fifty kids from one neighborhood coming down and with, yeah. you know, and to see fifty other kids, and then next, next thing you know, that there's, you know, twenty five brawls happening on the corner by the subway station at Lamore's. Yeah, things are going wrong. Things, things. Yeah, it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, and it kind of was. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I almost always feel, and I always say, like once hardcore came into the suburbs. And it wasn't strictly a Manhattan thing. Right. Then it kind of mixed in with a little bit of like the street gang mentality and yes. like the Guido mentality. Yes. Then that's when all this trouble started to happen. Yeah. When it was strictly in Manhattan at CBGB's and the Bowery, 
it wasn't really quite like that. Those are the people we tried to get away from, exactly. the Vitos and the gang members. Right. But then once it branched out in, into the suburbs, right. then you saw all that shit start to happen. Yeah. And that was then that was a whole different level at that point. Right. And eventually it imploded. Yeah. Unfortunately. It did. So, like, and now, nowadays, though, you have your little your pockets of corny, like, shit talkers and this, that, and the other thing. But for the most part... It's pretty cool. Like yeah, it's it is, pretty yeah. chill. Everybody you know? got older now. Everybody right. mellowed out. So that's well. A, good thing. a lot of people got older in age. Some people didn't get older. You know. You know. Mentally. Yeah. Well, you know? that's. But you know. the majority <laughs> of us have. I would like to say that I have. You know. I'm not I like doing to say this. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's not. There's no. There's not that air of violence. Anymore. No, definitely not. I mean, are there shows that get violent because of the band? Well, yeah, but that's kind of the reason why we're here in a way. Yeah, that, that you can't avoid. Right. But for, to the point where it was, like we said, with this gang mentality and this right. kind of West Side Story kind of a thing. Yeah, it's, or like, yeah, it's like, come on, dude. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, are much, you really 50 yeah. years old? And then, you know, are you 50 now and you're doing stupid shit like right, yeah, you did yeah. when you were 22? Like, be, grow up, dude. Yeah, to be acting that way at this age is kind of insane. Yeah. It's a little, it's like, yeah, you have, you have, yeah, you know, you have a wife and kids right, you have and children family. At home and, and you're going to go start trouble with right. people on the street. And, yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like, what are you doing, man? It was pretty stupid enough even when you were 20. Now, right. 30 years later, it just seems to be kind of. It speaks even more, it speaks volumes. Right, right. Yeah. And it's a very self destructive thing. And it was self destructive back then. It, it shut down the scene essentially yeah. I mean that's kind of what happened yeah and a lot of people left it I mean I know at that point I was gravitating more towards goth and this and that or whatever yeah yeah at, like, that, at that point like 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 I've said it a couple of times on different episodes where I joined the military from you know I moved out of Brooklyn I moved to Howard Beach and then from there like I had a, a, a group of friends that I eventually got a bunch of them guys into hardcore like they weren't like really into hardcore but like they came to shows with me and they appreciated for what it was at first mm-hmm. they were just like into rap and stuff they had no idea I'm like yo I'm going to see fucking sick of it all they're like what the fuck is that right, you know right. next thing you know they're listening to fucking sick of it all which is cool but like I had my group of Howard Beach friends and I had my group of Brooklyn friends and I forgot my whole fucking point <laughs> I forgot my whole point we'll dub there, it in don't worry there was, there, there, there was a whole reason why I even started saying that and but just, how the scene changed um yeah, how but, we gravitated towards other things once. Every oh day. yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah. then, but then um, after I, I moved to Howard Beach, I joined the military. So I joined the military in '96. So for probably for about a year or two, I went to a couple of shows. But then I was in Howard Beach, and then in '96, I joined the military, and I was gone for a, a few years. So I wasn't going to any shows or anything. I was in Alaska. I was in New Mexico. I was in Texas, you know. Uh-huh. And then once I got out, or once I got kicked out, I I met my ex-girlfriend and this and that. And the next thing you know, like, for, I was just, I had a different group of friends. And then one day I was just like, and I was still listening to my records and stuff like that. And then one day I was just like, I want to go to a fucking show. Like, I haven't been to a show in, like, literally years. Mm. And I went, I, I don't remember what show it was. But I went to a show and I was just like, like I never left. I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? But it was right. just that, just just that that point in my life where I just got veered off. And, you know, it's shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's the course of life in general, right? We go on different paths. Uh... Yeah. So, but but for the, I think for the most part, when I was gone, that's when it got really violent. Yeah, I really I was in around that mid '90s era that you're talking in about. In that yeah. mid '90s era, like in the early '90s, there was some shit. You know, there was some. It wasn't quite that bad yet. Right, it just got worse and worse. It got worse and worse, no and that's when it. I wasn't even around. Right, and that's when I started to kind of lose interest. Right, no question about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you got you, you were saying you're getting into like the goth stuff. Yeah, 
all different types of different things. As did Pete um, Steele. Yeah. So I guess I wasn't the only one. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I was always into goth even from the beginning. Right. You know, I was always into a lot of other things, you know, yeah. punk and goth as well as metal and hardcore. Yeah. I guess it all kind of ties in, especially sure. here in New York. Yeah, absolutely. But I think around that time, it was almost like, all right, let me kind of just, you know, shift a little bit more to this interest as opposed to this interest. Right. Because I just kind of watched it all since, like, the early 80s when I first started going to shows. I mean, my first hardcore show that I attended was probably at the end of 1982 at one of the CBGB's hardcore matinees. Oh, okay. I think it was um, Adrenaline AOD was the first hardcore band. Really? I saw. Yeah. If memory serves me right. So I kind of seen it all from that I was point. Only, I was only seven. Yeah, you know, again, I'm a few hundred years older, like yeah. I said. So, uh, <laughs> so having seen it from where it was then to where it got to it in the in the '90s, I was like, all right, this is just too stupid at yeah. this point for me. So, uh, you know, I'm not into starting trouble or anything. I'm no, not, me uh, neither. Yeah, I don't want to like have, you know get into tons of fights. So no, I want to really, go to a show and enjoy myself. Pretty yeah, much. Look yeah. over my shoulder. Look for yeah, what the fuck. Right. Yeah. If you have long hair, you got to this. You're Listen, into this. Or I was whatever, in junior is, high school you know. one time in my life. You know, that's it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't need to re- revisit junior high school yep. shit. Same thing with me. So, yeah. and I just felt it defeated its its own purpose. Originally, the hardcore scene was about all the misfits and the freaks. Right. Getting together, but now, now we're fighting amongst ourselves. Yeah, now it's not that, right? You know, and again, we wanted to get away from these people, and now these people are here. It's like, right. wait, wait a minute, the whole thing kind of went f- full circle. Right now, we're know? cannibalizing each other. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it almost became about conformity at some point. It did. The idea at first was for it to be nonconformist, but then eventually it became a conformist movement. Right. Meaning, if you now if you don't look like this or if you don't act like this, then you're going to be an outcast or right. in trouble. Yeah. You know? Oh, of course, I know. So yeah, it just came full circle and it just defeated its own purpose, and yeah. I, I was very disappointed. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. I'll take a step back. Totally. Yeah. But now it's all oh, it's fresh. Lovely. It's it's, it, fucking it's all beautiful. back again in, in its best form. It is. It and really everybody's is. at their best now. Yeah. It's incredible. It's great. There's, so, uh, there's a lot of bands that are coming out. Like, yeah. St- well, if you know, there's always that stupid question. You know, is hardcore dead? It'll never be dead. If, if there's, if there's a, 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 you know, four or five friends that are fucking angry and they fucking pick up that carnival record, right, or that, that's so, right. They, they're gonna want to make a band, and, and, and it, it's never gonna die. Right. Will there be die. peaks and valleys? Absolutely. Right now, it's awesome. Yeah, you so know, this is I, a very good time for it. It's a very it's good like time a rebirth. Right. It's like the spring or something. You right. Know, it's like all and I think it's more it's more in other places. And unfortunately it's not really that much in New York. Like there's not really not it's really a fringe. You, you have there. you have I mean you can't take away from the originators of this thing who are all from New York. Right. You know, you have Agnostic Front, Murphy's Law, you know, um, you know, even like Madball, who didn't start it but Madball and In the second wave. In yeah, the yeah. second wave sure. and you know, all these bands. Um, you know, obviously the Cro-Mags, you know, all that shit. But after like those like basically like the Mount Rushmore of those hardcore bands there's really not that many that have really come out and lasted no not at all I mean there might be a band that's around for 15 years but it's more about the originator they have like one record out and they right, right. play like once in a blue right absolutely it's more you about know, the originators no right about it. exactly yeah, yeah. but there's bands like a lot of Jersey bands a lot of bands in Philly are coming out like crazy yeah seems to be the case yeah, yeah. stuff I wasn't even aware of Oh, so, dude, there's, uh, there, and there's so much stuff that, like, like there's a band, I put them over all the time, not that they're just friends of mine, but they're one of my favorite new bands, and they, they're called Done Deal, and they're from Philly, and they have, like, five EPs out, they come out with an EP every three to four months, cool. you know, it's like, you know, five, six songs, 35, 40 seconds long. That's it's, very old school. It sounds <laughs> like it was fucking recorded in 1983 in someone's garage, 
cool. It's it's fucking great. It's just, it's it's awesome, and it's just like a breath of fresh air to that old school. It sounds filthy, you know. I love that shit. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Me you too. know, so it, it, that's like a band. It sounds like they're from 1983, but Excellent. it's 2018, and they're doing the shit, and they're not young dudes, but they're kind of make maybe trying to, in a weird way. Bringing it back a little bit, right? The and spirit they, is still alive. Yeah, That's a great thing. and it's great. Like, there's another band in Philly called Please Die, and they're the same way. They're just like hard punk rock, quick, like fuck you and. That's it. Excellent. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. It's, it's just so. It, it's very basic. It, you know, there's messages behind it in a weird way. There's, there's there's saying shit, but it's just the whole vibe of it and the. I guess because they're older guys, I guess it's they they. They get it. Like there's there's a thing there that they get. And right. That, sure, it sure. comes out in their sound and what they're trying to do. Cool. Anything that brings back that old spirit. Yeah. I'm totally all for it. There's no question about it. Yeah. That's one of the great things about doing this carnivore thing. Oh, it's I mean, so great. Instead of, we, I mean, we're bringing back the old music, but I'm also trying to bring back the old vibe. Sure. Of CBGBs and Lamore, the way we felt back then, and the kind of energy that there was back then. Of course. That's a big part of what I'm trying to do here. Well, yeah. So uh, and and the band as well. I mean, it worked so, for me. I was just saying, like, like, I, like this is hardcore. Like you fucking, like I, I, I snuck and I looked at your uh, your set list there, you know. And we like, had it out in the open. We shouldn't have had it so out in the open. Yeah, you know, I saw you guys. And <laughs> it's you, our own fault. Yeah, I saw you guys once or twice before that, and you guys opened up with World, War, you know, World War Three and Four, and then. I looked and you guys opened up with angry neurotic Catholics. I'm like, this is fucking yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. We figured, especially for that show, we yeah. want to focus more on the uh, right plus on the real hardcore element. And yeah. also, is it, because your 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 time, you know, your set. That was time. another thing too. It's only a 30 minute set. We're used to almost playing double that. Right. So and World War Three and Four is that'll be the whole set right there. If we did that at Male Supremacy, that's a half hour and we're done. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. We're finished. Get back in the car. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Yes, yeah, so I looked at it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a specially tailor made set uh, I, I for that show. It. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark felt very strongly about that to really, you know, put forth the retaliation on the hardcore stuff for this one. Yeah, and uh, and we did, and it worked. So yeah. that was a great thing. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, that was a blast. Yeah, we had a lot of all the shows have been a blast, I must say. And there's always been this great camaraderie with the audience and a, a real connection with everybody. I mean, I really feel that everybody's family here. Yeah, when I do these shows, it almost feels like we're all just really a group of friends that are reminiscing. Right, you know, and, and about, it's true. About the songs. That's what I'm feeling. It's like it, br- it, br- it brings you back, yeah, yeah. especially if you yeah. were there. Like I'm saying, and I sound like I'm an old man. Hey, when I was there, yeah, back both in of the us, day. right? Yeah, yeah. But it's the truth. Like I, I was legitimately there. Not as as long and not, not as early as you, but I've seen Carnival. I grew up with those records, so it's like. It, it brings you back, man. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful fucking thing. It is. It certainly is, and that's a big part of what it's about. Like I said, you yeah. know, I want everybody else to feel what I felt back then. Yeah, when I heard this stuff. Are you? Because obviously, obviously, we're both huge Carnival fans. That's obviously. But are you as big of a typo negative fan as Carnival? Well, I mean, I, I, I got to be careful the way I answer that, Dom. I, <laughs> I, 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 no, I mean, me neither. Yeah, I mean. I, not not to put any of that down. Absolutely just, not. Uh, I mean, I like... I love some of it. I like some of it. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. It's like that first record, I love Slow, Deep, and That's Hard. probably my favorite type of negative record. Me too. Because that was supposed to have been a carnivore record, as you know. It's fucking I don't know incredible. if you know. 
but no, I do now. Yeah, yeah, that was initially songs that were going to be for a third Carnivore record before the band, you know, uh, called it quits. Right, and you can hear it, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's all there. No question. Oh, the, so, the, yeah, come on. Like, yeah, yeah, the, the content, the, the whole content, bit, yeah. the whole thing. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So that was a special, a special point in time. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I was just about to quote a fucking line from a song, but then people would be like, "Oh, what the fuck?" But, you know. Yeah, we got to watch out what you say. Yeah, it's that messed up. It's like it's it's my own show, but it's like. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's fucking. Crazy. And it's weird. You would have thought people would have gotten more open-minded as time went on. You would think, right? But, but it's gone the other way. You know? When when these phones have all the information you possibly could even need or want, right? No one even bothers to like to look into. No, shit. definitely not. Twenty-first century. It's knee-jerk reactionary bullshit. It definitely is. It's a shame it went that way. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, but yeah, that was my favorite type one. Yeah, slow, deep, and hard is great. Um, even even the little the EP that they put out right after that, the Origin of the Feces. Yeah, not the live from Brighton Beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the fake live. That was album, odd. Yeah, yeah. Which is great because it even says like it's recorded in whatever blah 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 blah. Right, 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 totally. It's a fake live record. Yeah, it's almost like a comedy album. Or something. It is. <laughs> it is. It's like hey, sound man, wake up, stupid. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. There's no sound man there, Pete. Like you're in the studio. Right, That's right. Funny. It's awesome. What a concept. It's what a great concept. Concept. And then the cover, the limited edition cover. Uh, you know I, I have, of course, yeah, I, I have do. that too. The cassette version of it. Yeah, you know. I have the CD. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. <laughs> it's very disturbing. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah it's but it's the is. origin of the feces. Yeah, I see the connection. Yeah, it makes sense. Think? Yeah, yeah Charles does. Darwin. You know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was something else. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, and then after that is when Typo Negative officially began. That's what people would always say, that Bloody Kisses were the real... Well, yeah, when Black Number no. 1 came out, then they blew, they blew up. Right, of course, yeah. and then the rest is history. Yeah. And that changed everything. Yeah. You know, and then they kept it going for a long time, and, uh, you know, that impacted a lot of people as well. Yeah. And there's, 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 a, there's a couple of songs on, uh, well, one in particular off of Bloody Kisses that has, it's very carnivore-like. Kill, uh, all, kill the all the white people. Yeah, kill all the yeah, white yeah. people. Very tongue in cheek. Getting yeah, back to very tongue in cheek. Um, yeah, that's another thing. I saw with the resurgence of Carnivore in 2006 when Joey Z from My Fagony was playing guitar. Right, the four piece version of Carnivore. Yes, yeah, yeah. I saw them at Starland Ballroom. At BB Kings, they played. Uh, yeah, my, I, I didn't maybe. see them. But. Yeah, I saw them at Starland in Jersey. It was in 2006. And it was fucking incredible. Um, they were just all covered with blood. Yeah, and yeah I've seen like the that. footage. It was great. And, that was the um, version of Carnivore that Europe had seen. Yes. When they went out there. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah, and um, the band Seventh Void opened up, and a couple bands opened up, but before Carnivore came on, Seventh Void was playing, and Pete came out, and he wasn't in Carnivore, you know, regalia yet. You know, he has a big bottle of wine, and mm. he came out, and Seventh Void did kill all the white people. Oh, okay. And, and yeah, they played together. I that's was intense. just like, oh, that's fucking that's awesome. That's a rare moment there. I it was great. Well, because Kenny Hickey was a singer for Seventh Void. Yeah, no, I know. And Johnny Kelly was a drummer for Seventh Void. Right, right. I actually did a show uh, with uh, Viseria with the band I was with, my original band, with oh. Seventh Void in Brooklyn. Oh, really? Um, maybe around that time, actually. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I know it very well. Yeah, Joseph James is a good guy. Yeah, the guitar player. Right, right, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know him personally. But, yeah, he was. Uh, he's an Inhuman. He was in Agnostic Front for a couple of records. Okay, cool, yeah, cool. he's been around forever. Joey's a good guy. Okay. He has his own episode of the podcast, as a matter of fact, going way back. Cool. In okay. the teens, I believe. I believe. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, good guy. All, all these little six degrees of separation. But yeah, when I was, when I was at Stalin and I saw Pete come out and... They did kill all the white people. I'm like, this is just fucking amazing. Right, I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was great. It was a great moment. Great I know they moment. changed around a lot of the Carnivore songs in the set when I see the footage. Did they? Some parts well, some were a different parts... tempo, some of it was this, some of it was that. It was very experimental. 
It was I, like a different carnivore. It was it was something. Uh, I guess it was its own thing. Yeah, know? but there were certain parts that were just fucking straight up. Oh yeah, I'm sure carnivore. You yeah. know, I'm you sure know. it was. You know, it's Pete up there singing fucking you know USA for USA. It's right, right. Like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't see you guys play that yet. Yeah, we don't have that one together yet. But oh, uh, it's such a fun. There's just so many great songs. Yeah, and then we have a limited time, so it's almost like sure. But uh, eventually, we'd like to you know have all of them down. What off so. of the first record have you the guys done? I know World Wars three and four. Um, God is dead. God is about, dead. You're talking about Carnivore AD. Carnivore right. AD. What the what you guys do off of the first record? Uh, the song Carnivore Predator, of course. Of course. With that skank part of the middle, one of the greatest pieces of music ever it's written. The, and you, you don't say it, the whole crowd says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, great. that is just a mind blower. It's um, awesome. What uh, Male Supremacy, World War Three and Four. The song Carnivore Predator. Yeah. Male Supremacy is such a fucking Yeah, yeah. Song. Another really long song. So long song. Even like that breakdown and then when he's singing. It's yeah, just yeah. Like, I love it that It paints part. a whole picture. It sure does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really fucking intense. great. One of my favorite moments. Yeah. You know, no question about it. But unfortunately, it's a long song, so we can't always put it in. It's always I, like an agonizing thing. Like, oh, no. It's like, I want to play it, but then what about when you leave this one yeah, out? Yeah. I always have a feeling of loss of mourning. Oh, when, oh we can't do this one. Yeah. We can't do that one. You know? So eventually, shit. that's one of the ones that has to kind of go, because it's just so goddamn long. Yeah. You know? But um, what else from the first record? Uh, the two long songs, The Song Carnivore, God is Dead, Predator, and that's oh. it. Armageddon. We started to work on Armageddon. Armageddon's a f- another great one. Yeah, another great one, favorite man. of mine. Thermonuclear Warrior. It's yeah, we're sure we're going to get them all in there. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, man. You know, and retaliation, um, of course. Angry neurotic Catholics, race war, Jesus Hitler, of course. Yeah. Uh, sex and violence. Sex and violence, of course. All the greatest hits. Yeah. You know? The ones that you have to do. You can't not yeah, do. You can't race inter- war conflict. Or yeah, you can't inter conflict, of course. You can't not play sex and violence. Right, like, of course. That's like if you see Kiss and they don't do rock and roll all night or something. It's yeah, I guess you know, so. so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of analogy there. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so many great songs. It's just uh, it gets harder and harder to choose which ones to do when the set lists have to be shorter. Yeah, like the this is hardcore thing. We were like, oh my god, thirty minutes. What are we gonna do? We yeah. have to cut this out. We have to cut. I, that. I, I stole one. I have. I have the. Uh, I have one of the set lists. Okay, I think it was Mark's set list. Okay. Good, good. So. I'm yeah. glad you have it. Yeah. <laughs> I grab a whole bunch of that shit. I, I collect all that shit. Yeah, it's cool to see how people still collect this stuff and are interested yeah. in it and you know, want us to sign things and everything. Yeah. Uh, ticket stubs. I mean, there's no ticket stubs anymore. Yeah, yeah that's uh, old school. Ticketron. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ticketron, Ticketmaster, and all that. I have a whole shitload of those. I think I even have my Starland one from Carnival. Okay, yeah, hold on to that. Yeah, no, yeah I'm not getting rid of none of that cool. shit. Yeah, but flyers and shit like that and stickers. And all that. Yeah, the set flyers list, like, like Set list now, it's like you know, I try to... You know, if it's a band that I like or whatever, you know, I try to jack my set list. Right, right on. It's okay. just a little stupid no, shit. No, that's cool. Yeah. It's, we're, we're glad that people appreciate it and, and that they give a shit about it. So yeah, it's man. a great thing. So yeah. it's very cool. We should make extra copies of the set list in case anybody wants it. The but, people uh, take them. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's funny. I, like, I, like, there's been times where I jump on the stage and people, like, grab the set list before me. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. Oh, they, like, okay. laugh. Like, ah, <laughs> you got me. Like, it's just, it's one of those things. Well, I guess if those extra copies, it wouldn't be a special. No. If everybody gets one, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. it's got to be just that one. It has to be that so, one. Uh, that the singer wrote all of them or whatever it's written, and there's four of them or five of them or three of them, depending on the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tape to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Tape to the ground. It's all fucked up. There's a couple of shoe marks right, on it. Yeah, footprints on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I have a few. 
it and it's like it's so wrinkled from beer right. and they spill beer all over it of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have all that shit that's the true spirit of uh, of, of the music. show of yeah. the moment where that was and the whole deal yeah, yeah no question and again it's great that people care about it yeah and, uh, even in Europe too kids are like oh do you have the set list I'm like sure you know? yeah yeah take it man yeah, they're so like oh thank you it's like dude it's only yeah, a piece yeah. of paper that's but. really it's very humbling that it would mean something to somebody yeah. so um yeah, that's what we look for. It's funny how like these something like something small, like something like that, like means some shit to people. And the people are passionate about this stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it, stuff like that meant stu- meant a lot to me when I was a kid too. Sure. Seeing, seeing bands and all that. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of the Plasmatics. If you yeah. remember them, I got of Wendy's course. chainsaw guitar right over there. I got the television set. I have a towel that Wendy wiped their makeup with. Oh, really? Nineteen eighty two. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, so you know, I, I know the feeling. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so now you were you were saying. Now, is there is there social media stuff up for Carnivore AD? Where can people follow you guys? I don't I don't know if there's you guys don't have an Instagram page. No, no, no. We were talking about that. Right. I said I wasted enough time on Facebook, but uh, right. maybe I should. Right. Um, I mean, there's a uh, there's still the Sex and Violence page up. That was the name of the band when it was before right. Mark was in it, and even when he came in when it was a cover band. Okay. There's a reason why th- right. that thing I was telling you about, right? Yeah, cut. You know. Well, there's reasons why, but um, no, that's that's. The, um, but if people follow that sex and violence page, they'll get updates for what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Guys. Yeah, there's a lot of all the footage is up there. All right. Um, even in general now, if you just do a search on Carnivore AD, you'll see the official video from Hellfest that they put out. Okay. Which is beautiful. They had like it was like a three camera crew filming it and editing. I mean, it's like. Uh, it's got it's like it's like motion picture quality. That's awesome. So that's up there, and the same thing from the Grass Pop Festival um, in Belgium. Um, you can see that, and a lot of the other footage is up there, and stuff the fans have posted. So just a basic search, and a lot of stuff on my Facebook page now. That's slowly turning into the band page. I'm noticing, which is great. Where so where can they find you? Tell them your first and last name. If if people you know if you if you know if you no nobody will be able to spell it right. But Baron Miseraca M I S U R A C A one of those crazy Italian names. You know how that goes. Well, I misspelled it once uh, on on two. I made two of the flyers. Oh yeah, the flyers. That's that's one of the for the it. first one I spelled correct, and the second one for some reason I mixed up. Letters. That's all right. I've seen acts of that. butchery. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's 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 the way it's it's it sounds. Right. So yeah, it spells the spelling and the sound are, are all the Baron B A R O N Miseraca M I S U R A C A. Yeah, yeah. You got it. All right. Perfect. And now here on Facebook, if you if you just type in. Sex and Violence, it'll come up. Sex and Violence Carnivore Tribute. Yeah. So, like that page, and you can get, yeah, like, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's video. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, there's stuff floating around. I think even if you do a search for Carnivore, the, the other page may come up. Okay. I mean, eventually I may transfer it, but that thing. So. But there's things. I don't want. It's fine. It, when it happens, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Carnivore. Yeah, so even if you type in Carnivore AD. Sex and Violence Carnival tribute comes up. Yeah, at anyway. this point, it's it's been it's been it's been flooded. So uh, yes, it's uh, it's beyond our control at this point. It's yeah, it's, we Carnival Day live at Hellfest. Yeah, it's all up here. Yeah, all kinds of shit comes up. So, awesome. Uh, so that's a great thing. Yeah. So all you all you kids with your phones in your pockets, go to Carnival, uh, go to Sex and Violence, and it'll come up. Yeah, yeah. Or again, put in Carnivore D or exactly whatever. either so, or. Yeah, you can't escape it. You can run, but you can't hide. Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. Uh, Every day is like a carnivore quote. That uh, well, there's there's a lot of that. Yeah, I live my whole life. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Even when I'm feeding the cat, I'm like, "Are you ready? <laughs> Are you? You probably do. Yeah, I do that every day with him. Then, then I wonder why he tries to bite me and everything. But uh, and then I give him the cat food after three or four rounds. 
So uh, <laughs> that's what goes on here in this that's house. Good. Um, yeah. It's the kind of thing you do in Long Island, though. <laughs> I guess so. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. That's hysterical. He's like, no. <laughs> and then eventually you get some of the cat food. That's so, awesome. Uh, pretty burnt. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, you and me both, man. Come on. I can't help it at this point. Me neither. There's no hope. Yeah. So uh, I, I embrace it. I accept it. Uh, yeah. It's all right. Awesome. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's never a dull moment in here. So carnivore's a way of life. Exactly. It's not just the band. I mean, it's just, it's just 24 hours it's a day. It's lifestyle, my yeah, man. Absolutely. From the cat food to the uh, to anything else you can imagine. So Awesome. It, it's become a big part of me here. Cool, man. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Anything? Um, uh, I guess there's so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, you invited me into your home here out on Long Island. Yeah, no, my my pleasure. I'm glad you were interested in. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, after this is hardcore, I was like, you know what? And actually, Nikki actually mentioned it. She's cool. like, you should get Barrett on your podcast. I'm like, you know what? Like, you're right. Like, yeah, we were right under each other's noses. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, what's yeah. up? We, you know, I said, what's up? And then someone else was starting to talk to me, and then next, you know, then I didn't see you after the set because, you know, a festival like that. You know, I had so many plans of I did a few short little episodes and I did a couple of longer ones but there was like 12 of them that I had scheduled that I wanted to do but then once you get there it's a different animal yeah like, everyone's so busy this band's going on it's too loud this one's you know the, you know it's it gets hectic. You can't get anything done in a show, right. really. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's friends of mine that I that I wish that I would have hung out and talked to more that yeah. I don't see all year round. You know. Sure. But it's like, all right, you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I got to go over here. This band's going. Oh, you're gonna hang out outside. Next thing you know, six hours go by and you don't even see each other anymore. Right. You got nothing accomplished. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. so I figure, you know, coming off of this hardcore, I know that you had the show upstate for the New York the, the, the NYDM people. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? And plus. I gotta give Nikki credit. She recommended I, I hit you up, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, why not? Yeah, yeah that's uh, that, that was ingenious of her. Ingenious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So special so, thanks to her. Yes. You know? So thank she you. caused all this. You know, address all complaints to her now. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was know, the catalyst. She was, so. Yeah, absolutely. All complaints go hit up. Right, right. Uh, we, we just uh, Nikki and Fitness on yes. uh, on all the social medias. Right, right. Absolutely. She has to answer uh, to us. At this point. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> As a result of us. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I'm glad that the, that this happened. It was uh, easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it flowed pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't get into any of the obvious stuff. Maybe that's good. Like what? Uh, well, you know, how did the band begin? Or uh, this? Well, Convoy AD. Like, how did they begin? Oh, you want to talk about that? We can talk about that. Um, Why? Well, I guess we could touch upon it real you quick. Touch upon um, it. If there's anything that you want to get out there or let people know, I mean, like, like I said, I don't interview nobody. Right, right. We're sitting here having, you know, just bullshitting. You know, we go from, you know, Lamours to yeah, you know, to the, the gang violence, to the gang violence, yeah, yeah. to you know, <laughs> to, to you know, whatever. Right, right. So, I mean, how did it? I mean, yeah, I guess I could touch upon it. I mean, it's the basic questions that I'm asked all the time, but it's kind of a funny story. Um, okay. I'll try not to make it too long. No, uh, yeah. The sun will be coming up. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. there was this one thing. Maybe there won't be any traffic on the Bell Parkway. That, that's one way to. The later we go, time. the less traffic I have. Right, right. This, this, this will be good for your vehicle. So, look right. at it that way. But um, <laughs> I had actually done, um, before the whole carnivore thing happened, I actually did a little thing with the Plasmatics, my other favorite band. My okay. two favorites are probably Carnivore and the Plasmatics. Okay. Weird combination. All right. No, I get it. Yeah, so it kind of ties in. A little debauchery in both of them. Yeah, same time frame. Yeah. So um, I was lucky enough to do a little um, internet show with two of the um, members of the Plasmatics, Richie Stotts and T.C. Tolliver. Okay. You know, the guitarist and and, uh, and the drummer. And I was I was in Wendy's role singing, well, I'll never be fully in Wendy's role, obviously, right. but I was <laughs> singing one of the Plasmatics songs and playing bass. And we did that as like an internet um, thing, which was great. 
Um, we talked about maybe moving ahead, but I guess the timing wasn't right and all that. Right. But then, um, but then a, a crazy friend of mine from the music scene, uh, from the band Vibrator, Kirk Farrington. I don't know if you know who he is. Don't know. But uh, he saw he saw the footage and he kind of had mixed reactions. He's like, well, you know, it's weird a guy doing a Wendy or whatever. He's like, right. You know, he's like, you know, why don't you just get a hold of Mark and try to you know do some sort of a version of Carnivore or something? And at first I was like, that's insane. What? Yeah. You know. But then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. Yeah. And then, um, and then I got calculated, and then my idea was: what I'll do is I'm going to film myself singing some pieces of the songs. Okay. And I'll send Mark a copy of it and, and Louis a copy of it, because you know, again, I don't, I knew these guys from the '80s and all that. I mean, I hadn't been in touch with them in a while, so I'm like, all right, I'll get calculated. And then I shot um, some cell phone footage of me doing uh, the middle part of uh, Male Supremacy we were talking about. Yeah. And then Race War with all the curses, and I, I filmed it right here in this living room. Okay. At like three o'clock in the morning, I'm standing here. You know, we fell from different cuts. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we're in Long Island, so nobody could hear me. That's right. <laughs> I mean, what do your neighbors think? Um, nobody heard nothing. That's the thing with this place because houses aren't next to each other right. like in Brooklyn. So yeah. you close the windows, nobody, the screams and all sorts of insanity that I've done in this place, <laughs> nobody's heard anything. Yeah. So, um, so I, I shot you know excerpts of that, and I sent it to those guys. And um, you know they responded favorably, you know, which which was very flattering. Uh, Louis had a lot of great inspirational things to say. Yeah, you know, I mean, Louis has definitely a, a word away with words. Okay, and his words are very very inspirational. And <laughs> he's got a great sense of humor. He said stuff like, "Oh, it's you know hauntingly close to our dearly departed." Oh shit! Yeah, he said he said it was almost emotional. Yeah, you know, and and Mark thought it was cool as well. Yeah. Um, and then I just popped the question. I'm like, you know, why don't we all get together and and attempt to do some sort of. Uh, jam here or something with this long yeah. story short the timing wasn't right at the moment you know Mark was busy doing his his version of the Carnivore songs like you saw we yeah. were talking about that before yeah yeah no that's yeah. fine yeah yeah they played they, they Mark did it was a different version and they did yeah he did some versions of him singing the material that you saw on the right online yeah you know. Yeah, and then and then, but but and he did the it, stuff with the with the other Carnivore cover band. Yeah, he was trying to get his project together. Right, so he was kind of tied up with that. And right. then Louis was actually going through um, about to have some surgery on his shoulder. Right, so that obviously would put him out of commission. Um, so you know, we said once the smoke clears, we'll definitely try to all get together. So in the meantime, I'm like, well, I learned these songs. I got to do some Carnivore somehow. Right, and then I remember a friend of mine, Joe Bransforty, the drummer. Carnivore ED and also Sex and Violence a couple of years prior to that he actually contacted me and was like why don't we do a Carnivore cover band right and I'm like that's crazy you yeah. know that's I'm like no that's absurd that's not gonna and I died declined right and then I remember his offer and then I called him up you know you know what That then you asked me about a couple of years ago let's do it fuck it yeah and he, he had a guitar player um, Vince Coleman, the guy you saw us with the first time yes great musician yes um, who really Got really close to the carnivore sound. Yeah, oh, big time. I was watching did. him at, yeah, that yeah. Little, at that little club that I saw you in. Yeah, yeah. I, I was right. watching him. I'm like, yo, this guy is fucking nailing it. Yeah, I mean, nobody came as close to Mark and Keith's sound as him. No, yeah. So far, with all due respect to everybody else. Sure. You know? So uh, so Joe had you know him up, up his sleeve, and then we just got together and we started doing some of the smaller gigs. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Vince had some issues, uh, some personal issues or whatever, and there were some shows booked. And I'm like, all right, I'm like, well, I'll just call Mark and have him fill in. Yeah. You know? And then we did it, and everything seemed to click. And it's great because yeah, because I, I saw a version of, of what you know a version of Carnivore, I guess you would say, and Carnivore or any kind of version of Carnivore needs to be a three piece. Yeah, we felt strongly about that in the first place. It's got to be a three piece. Yeah, no question about it. I it was, mean, it was written for a three piece. 
I just they were a three-piece band. You you can't. It, it has to be a three-piece. Yeah, I mean, I know Mark was experimenting with the two guitar thing, right? You know, with his project, and he had Chuck from the Crump Suckers, and also from my old man Viserry. He he played, right? And also Adam from uh, Blood Feast. Right. Uh, so they, you know, they did a lot of great, interesting versions of it, right? But, but, I'm, but I'm, I I'm glad uh, me on a per- yeah. personally, I'm glad that whatever those little little things were and whatever that that it's. Where it is now, yeah, it kind of returned back. It to has basics. to be, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one thing that I was definitely felt strongly about, and then yeah. eventually Mark felt strongly about it as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, so then Mark came in as a fill-in for Sex and Violence cover band, and then it worked out well. And then with and then I, we were thinking, well, what if this actually became some sort of a version of Carnivore, right? You know, and then we're like, hmm, <laughs> and Could then be uh, something. yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, I remember Mark was telling me they had the name Carnivore D on the back burner from some years ago. That was a project that him and Louie were actually going to do with um, with uh, the, uh, the singer from Pantera, interestingly enough. Really? Yeah. It never really got off the ground. Um, and I'm like, what if we use that name? Well, that would be yeah. crazy. Louie, Mark Carnivore, and fucking Phil Anselmo. That was what that project was going to be, yeah. It, wow. It never Imagine that? I mean... Oof. Yeah. I'd be out of a job, so... <laughs> right. That's just weird. Yeah. So that's that, just a that's, weird thing. It is. It definitely is. That's going back some years. Yeah. Um, so that they, I, I heard about that, and I'm like, what about if we use that name? Yeah. You know, and then uh, and then it pretty much stuck. And then by that point, Louis was ready to play again. He had gotten over his uh, his, his, his operation and everything. And uh, and then we did it. Um, and that was, that was last year, the first show. The first show was actually... A small guest appearance opening up a Sacred Reich at Gramercy um, last year. I don't really? know about that. Yeah, it was kind of a last minute thing. I didn't know about that. That was the first show on the Carnivore D. Still, still with Joe playing drums. Okay. And then we did the uh, the Halloween show at Bowery Electric. I okay. think you knew about that. I knew about that. But we had Louis play half the set and then Joe play the other half. Right. So that was the second Carnivore D. That show. was like the black and blue. It was like the uh, Chromex played that. No, that was something that. That Mark did on his own, where he sang, oh, okay, as a two guitar thing. Oh, okay, getting back to one of the one of Mark's uh, oh, okay. incarnates, or right, uh, okay, okay, okay. Or, so ecle- or eclectic versions, quote unquote, right. His terminology for it. Okay, that was before we we him and I hooked up, right? Because I know that that happened at the Bowery Electric, so that's why. I'm, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's why I'm getting the shows. Con- this is all within a few months of each other. Oh, okay. So a lot had happened. Yeah, you know, um, at that time period, um, and then then it just kept uh, kept going on and on and on. You know, then then the European stuff came to fruition, um, yeah. and it brought it brings us to the present day here. Awesome. So that's kind of how the whole thing began—a condensed version of it. Yeah. Um, and again, it was—it's all based, all of it, even the stuff Mark was doing on his own, the cover band I was doing, all based as, as a tribute, and really out of love and out of respect and honor, you know, yeah. for Pete and for Keith and for the genre and and the material. Yeah. I mean, we were we were all feeling that that love in our hearts, and that's why. It was all done in all the different versions and in comics yeah. and in this version right now. Yeah. So, um, so that he had a big impact on a lot of people, man. It, it's know? a great thing to see. You know, it's funny. I, I always joke around like everybody's so happy, and yeah. it's funny because this is music that's about death and suicide, oh, and social yeah. unrest, and yeah. nuclear holocaust, and all this terrible content. Yeah. But everybody's so happy, and there's so much warmth, and yeah. we're all smiling, and myself also. Yeah. So who would think something so bleak and brooding yeah. is going to make that many people happy? It's nuts. But uh, but it does, and, and it, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And, I mean... Uh, and it's like a couple of weeks ago, um, me and Nikki and my daughter, um, we went to uh, Prospect Park. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but no, I, I don't think I did. I know that it was there, and I just never seen it in person. 
You talk about the tree, but yeah. So yeah, if, yeah. if those who don't know, I mean, on my personal Facebook page, I don't know if I have a post anywhere else, but in Prospect Park, Pete used to work for the New York City Parks yes, Department. That's right. He used to clean up the garbage. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after he passed away, they planted a tree in Pete's honor. Yeah. Which is a, a wonderful thing. Which to do. is awesome, yeah. and it's the it's the uh, I don't remember. I'm going to butcher it, but it's in Prospect Park. And there's a huge tree. It's the Pete Steele Memorial Tree. There's nothing really marking it or anything like that, you know. But you, every once in a while, like somebody will go there and they'll hang a little something on it. Right, that. that's right. But then, right, that's like kind of like in the middle, like almost by one of the paths. And then on the path, there's a whole bunch of benches. Right. I was going to say there was a marker on the and bench. And there's a, a mo- there's one bench and there's a plaque on it and it says "Remembering Peter." Yeah, that's intense. I need which to get is, down there. Which is really there. cool. I'll show you the pictures when we, you know. I, I think I did see the picture. Yeah. Yeah. I, have I forgot that it was yours, but I know I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Nikki, I'm sure, posted them herself too. Yeah. Or maybe it was her version of it that I saw. Yeah. So oh, we went to Prospect Park just to go. Let's go look for the Pete Steele tree. Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And just go. This is pretty fucking cool that that happened. Yeah, it really is. It's a great thing. Yeah. You know, so I definitely need to get down there. Yeah. It'd be very inspirational. Yeah. I'll show you you where it is, because Prospect Park's huge. Yeah, I'd have to get, like, a little map or something, figure out where exactly it is. Yeah, I'll I'll let you know. I have, like, almost, like, the coordinates of where it is to get you closer. Coordinates, that's what I need. Yeah, I'll I'll give you a roundabout coordinate. I'll give you about, you know, an an acre. Right, okay. To work with. Definitely. And a a landmark. They'll cut down my wandering around like a... Because we were were walking all over the park. Right, okay. We were going crazy, and then we we got confused, and then we left the park, and then we wound up going around the park because I was parked on the opposite side of the park. okay. So, something that should have really been, like, me Maybe 15 minutes was about a two and a half hour deal. Sounds like something I would would happen to me. Yes. Yeah, so I'll help you along. <laughs> right, all right. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, so that, that's intense. Um, no, it's good to see that stuff like that is out there and that, that, that the, the memories are still alive in, the, in everybody's heart. Yeah. People still remember the music and remember Pete's legacy and uh, and what he stood for and, and the stuff he talked about and wrote about. Yeah. It's great that it's still, uh, that it'll never die. You know? No, it never will. And we're here to make sure that it won't. Yeah. There's no question about it. Nope. And our intentions are in the right place. I mean, uh, you know, you may have seen some of the naysayers that we've... Uh, You're always going to have naysayers. So, You're always uh, going to have people judging you or yeah. doing whatever. And it's like, you know what, man? Can you do better? What are you doing? Right. All you're doing is flapping your gums. Right. And all, but you're not doing anything constructive. Exactly. Flapping your gums behind a keyboard. Right. It's anonymously. Like, you know, would right. you say that if you were standing right in front of, of me? Of course not. You know, so... I they all they all put they put their head down and they turn red and they won't look at you. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. I never really understood the concept of, like, bashing somebody online anonymously. Oh, it's all I never did place. it. You it's know, all I mean, uh, yeah, that's another 21st century phenomenon. It's I guess. so high school nonsense. It's, it's certainly it's is. cowardlike. It's it's whatever. Yeah, it really so, is. You know, you're, you're gonna get your naysayers, but then again, how old is this naysayer? Like, were you even na- like, where are you no coming idea. from? Yeah, they don't know anything about me and my background and right. my relationship with with Pete and the music scene and all right. that. So maybe you know? some people. I mean, it's crazy that I actually have like a decent amount of people that actually listen to this. So maybe some of those people when I when I announced the flyer because I didn't put it out there obviously now everyone's listening to it but you know this is a time warp thing yeah yeah um, Twilight Zone yeah. yeah you know when I announced the flyer people are gonna be like oh that'll be interesting blah 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 and I'm sure that it'll get to some people that really have no idea and right. will probably raise an eyebrow like mm, or whatever yeah. and now they'll hear this and maybe at this point you're smartened up and you're not you know you're not judgmental. Perhaps, you know, I guess there's room for everybody. I mean, they're deeply in the minority. It's a fringe minority. Sure. The people that feel that way. Right. Luckily for us, right? Yes. So, uh, 
there's room for everybody, I guess. But yeah. uh, but they shouldn't think for a minute though that this is not done with the utmost sincerity. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't ever doubt that. I mean, if you have a problem, it's, it's always like they have a problem with something. You right. have a problem with me or Mark or the music. That's fine. But but don't think for a second that this is some money grab. Right. And that you know we we're, we're not really wearing our hearts on our sleeves because we are. Right. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm not into hate and haters and fear or anything like that. No, me neither. I can care less. Yeah, so, you know, again, they're in the minority. I mean, some of the stuff I've actually read is actually pretty pretty comical, I must oh, say. Oh, yeah. I mean... I uh, mean, you know what would be great? Is, you know what would be awesome? Like, this is just all, you know... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. There's a word, and I'm fucking drawing a blank like an <laughs> idiot right now. Um, but let's just say... You put you got when you guys put out some new music, and it's Carnivore AD, and people are like, oh boy, what? A, and it fucking takes off, and it's fucking awesome. You're gonna have those same people oh, talking sure. shit. Why? Because nobody likes to see people fucking do well, right? Of course, because they're miserable in their own life. Yeah, it's a commentary on their own life. Exactly. Where yeah, exactly. I I get fucking haters. Like when I was booking shows. Like, I would put up... Like, and I'm not patting myself... Like, I try to promote as best as I can, and hopefully... Th- basically, I always hope... I'm hoping that things work out. Sure. You know what I'm saying? That's what, all, that's if it was a show think. that I was booking, or this podcast, or, or anything like that, I hope for the best. If it doesn't happen, all right, I gave it a shot. Right. But there were some shows that I did were all but awesome. And a lot of bands were coming to me and asking me about shows, this and that. And then all of a sudden, you see... You see the, the the haters, right, right, and of it's course. like, oh, what's the matter? Like, I haven't changed myself since day one, right? Oh, but it is people who talk shit. Oh, here's a big ego, big ego. Uh, over, I'm not, I'm not you, getting like, that from you at all. A, a big ego, like how? Yeah. Like by what? Reaching out to bands and seeing if they can play, and if they can, cool, then play. If not, that's cool anyway. Next time, right, right. Not pocketing a dime. Just trying to help out a cool band sure. or somebody who I who I think is a cool band or, or maybe a brand new band that just no other promoter or whatever would put them on. So sure, man, you want to mm-hmm. come and play, play. And why? Because maybe that was my work ethic and people saw that, so people wanted to play my shows because right, right. I promoted it like crazy and I packed places in. Sure. It was a small place, but I still packed them, you know. So and then you have the haters. Well, it's like you said before. Well, what have you done? Right. Instead? Nothing. Nothing. So, now you play in front of the same 17 people. Yeah. In the same place. This shit's never going to change. It's always going to be that. Right. As long as they're in the minority, that's right. a good thing. Exactly. So I, I mean, in like, some ways, whatever. I can understand the skepticism. You know, Carnivore without Pete. I mean, I would be skeptical if I heard that. I'd be like, how, how right. is that even possible? Of course. But they hear yeah. your backstory. So I think from my, you know, from my perspective, you have every right to do this. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I almost feel like I do, too. I don't right. think that in an arrogant, pompous way, either. Right. You, you know, have a right and, uh, to. You have a strong connection with them. You guys were friends. You toured with them. You used his equipment. You, Mark is actually, actually obviously co-signing everything. You fucking sound like fucking Pete, man. Yeah, I mean... It's... it's. I wasn't in the band back then, but I was close by. I was in sheer terror. Well, you know? so exactly. I was like, you know, like we were the neighbor, you know. So, exactly. Um, so why not? Why not you? Then who else? Like... Yeah, you yeah. play bass. You have his fucking tone down. You sound like him. Yeah, you with Mark, and it's a very natural thing. It's not like I'm going out of my way to do an impersonation. Right. It's not like I'm an Elvis impersonator. I'm like, all right, honey. Uh, yeah. You know, I changed my voice or something. I mean, this right. is basically what naturally is coming out of me. So, so there you go. And also, everybody has to realize that we're not trying to replace Pete. 
Well, no. Or fill his shoes. I mean, that that's an impossibility. Right. That's like not what we're trying to do here. We're just trying to bring the sound back to life. Right. And that's it. So, again, it's not like we're trying to take anything away. If anything, we're trying to draw more attention to Pete. Right. You know, by keeping the music alive. Yeah, you know, I wonder I wonder be. if any carnivore stuff is like on iTunes. Is it? Um, I know some of it's out there. Uh, yes, some of it is on iTunes, actually. Is it? Okay. Yeah, some of the tunes. Even... Uh, Jack Daniels and Pizza's on iTunes. That rules. That's insane that that would actually be on iTunes. You could buy that one track, Jack Daniels and Pizza's, for 99 cents? Yeah, and actually I did, because we were going to actually use that as an intro in This Is Hardcore. That's great. But then we didn't get to do it, it was kind of rushed or whatever. So, yeah, so I actually bought that. For 99 cents, I bought a sound of puking uh, on iTunes. There you go. 21st century. Awesome. It's it's a beautiful thing. It is. So, let the naysayers, what do they have to say about that? Exactly. So, uh, you didn't come up with Jack Daniels and Pizza, you fucking naysayers. Yeah, right. (laughs) You can't even puke. You can't even come up with a puking uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, soundbite. You know? That's awesome. But, uh, but I was saying some of the, the naysayer stuff is hysterical. I, I oh, you got to laugh mind. at these clowns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one person said something like, uh, well, for starters, he's about a foot too short. But, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. I'm, he was six foot six. I'm six feet tall. Right. Is he saying I'm five foot six? Right. I guess he didn't do the measuring, right. you know, as much as I'm doing here. Right. Well, he just doesn't know his ass from a fucking hole. Yeah, yeah. So that, that and thinks it's Pete was seven feet tall. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. And then someone else is like, well, not only is he trying to be like Pete, he's also trying to be like David Vincent. What? The, the guy from Morbid Angel. The Morbid Angel singer. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's, it's really not. Yeah, yeah, not at all. You right. Know? And then other stuff like, uh, what, what, this is funny. One kid was like. Well, you know, carnivore without Pete, they might as well just call it tofu. <laughs> oh, see, that, see, that was I like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Some of these kids are pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another one. I mean, I find myself laughing out loud. I would have laughed at that. Sitting that's in, right in front of that computer. Yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. a good one. Whoever came up with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like that, that kid one. is cool. Get that kid on your show. Yeah. Right? So, the uh, tofu kid. Yeah, yeah. And then what else? Um, <laughs> trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, and then some stuff like. Uh, like this whole thing was this this nefarious plot that Mark and Louie had to exploit the carnivore name and to make all this money. They think that we're making all this money, like it's a real money grab. People the, have no idea what goes into this and what yeah, people get Even paid the original and... carnivore didn't make that much money at all. No. Talk to those guys, they'll tell you. But that 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 it was they had this nefarious plot and they were looking for Peter Steele impersonators. And they got me. Out of all the Peter Steele impersonators, I was right. the one that they chose. Yeah. As if it's like a widespread thing. Like, you know? like this weird conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. And you could find Pete impersonators. Like, this, you know, all those impersonators, Michael yeah. Jackson, Bette Midler, and then Pete. Now I'm one of those Pete impersonators. Oh. You know? And I do Elvis a little bit, too. All right. Is but, there a um, Bette Midler impersonator community? It seems to be, yeah. There's Is like there a lot really? of those. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, share. You know, uh, they yeah. have like female singers yeah. that the people okay. impersonate. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm in there as a Pete impersonator with Bette Miller and Cher or something. I okay. Guess. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's kind of weird. And then there was another elaborate thing that I read. Some Somebody wrote that uh, I'm merely an actor trying to portray the role of Pete, the way an actor portrays a role. So I guess. But, I, I, but I'm failing at it, though. Oh, right. From an actor's portrayal. Right. So there was that concept. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting way to yeah, put it. Yeah, that's a fucking weird thing to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I think. So shit like that I read. Um, and there's other stuff also I, I can't remember. But some of it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, uh, Pete without... <laughs> Carnival without Pete, might as well call it Tofu. The Tofu, that's probably the best one. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. we got to find whoever wrote that and get in touch with that guy. I like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and some other... At least, also, at least it was comical. Like, it wasn't being a complete dick. It was totally. being a half a dick, but it was, it was at least yeah, it was funny. Yeah, a wise but I can appreciate the sense of humor. Me it's like too. kind of my sense of humor. Right. So, um, <laughs> so a lot of stuff. I'm trying to think of some of the other. I should have wrote this stuff down. Ah, it's all right. Um, We're all off the top of my head here. 
And then someone said that, that Joe, the drummer, Brand, Joe Bransford, looks like John Goodman. I'm like, what? Uh, John Goodman, the actor? I'm, that's like, huh? What does that have to do with anything? I have no idea. All right. You know, they were like, oh, I didn't know John Goodman was in the band or something. That's like, stupid. I'm like, at first it took me a while to figure out who were they referring to that right. looks like John Goodman. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, is this supposed to be a comparison to the way John Goodman filled in for John Belushi when they did the Blues Brothers? Right, maybe. Here I am, that's the way my mind works. Right, you know? but, and, but you know what? The idiot that wrote that didn't even fucking fully, even obviously, didn't even think really about it. Oh, it no, was definitely a, not. It was a knee-jerk reactionary, spur of the moment, impulse to just type something and then press fucking send and then move Basically, on to something yeah. else. But then I noticed there was, there was a picture of Jean Goodman with a beard. If you've seen Joe, our drummer, he's got, you know, like a short haircut and a okay. beard. So John Goodman had a short haircut and a beard, so he felt impl- inclined to make that comparison. I guess. <laughs> the shit that people talk about. Oh, and then someone else is like, oh, that's kind of weird that they got a guy that looks like The Undertaker to fill in for Pete. Okay. I look like The Undertaker now? Yeah. So I'm, I'm the Gene Undertaker, Vincent, Pete, yeah. The Undertaker. It's like, what? Yeah, who else? Yeah, yeah. That, what's the next? What's next? I'm going to put know. the computer on and God knows what I'm going to hear next. I don't know. Long, so, long black hair. Share. Yeah, yeah, share. <laughs> so okay. I haven't gotten that, that yet, you know? But, uh, so yeah, this is the kind of shit that we're reading there. I yeah. mean, uh, welcome to the fucking internet, right? Yeah, welcome to the world. Right? Stun the dog. But for every one of those little comedic masterpieces, yeah. there's dozens and dozens of people that are have a lot of genuine positive stuff to say yes you know and, and, and a lot of people saying that Pete would be proud and that, that means the world to me yeah and again that's not an arrogant or pompous thing but it's great to hear people say that yeah so that totally overrides all the other stuff yeah. it's not as funny when people say positive stuff right but, but, but it, it, it validates you yeah it, it validates definitely it inspires me and it keeps me going it's awesome you know when I hear that and also especially when I hear that coming from you know other bands from the scene a lot of the people that we mentioned I don't want to name names they, right. a lot of those people have said that yeah you know, and people that Pete knew, and people from Pete's label, and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they, they've all kind of said similar things like that to me and have, have contacted me. Good. And that's a great thing. And again, yeah. it's a very humbling thing. You know, there's no ego in this whatsoever. This right. is just the most humbling thing imaginable. And, uh, I mean, that that's where it's at. It's a shame that people aren't really, some people aren't getting that. Right. Especially the idea that this is a money grab and it's like this nefarious plot to it's just, to make money, you know. And yeah, that, that's it's like, just it's like stop it, man. Yeah. Because if you guys weren't doing it, some fucking horrible maybe there'd be another stupid tribute band that that Who the fuck that, that's shitting on it, or there wouldn't be anything. Right, and that's the worst part of it all. And it's like, yo, man, yes, there's the records, but then again, a lot of these, like, I'm sure that there was kids that this is hardcore who had no idea what about anything about Carnivore. Probably, yeah. I think we're they had to a, have been. Yeah, I think we're turning on a new generation of people. And that's the good. Records. Yeah, Droids, like, go listen to this. Go listen to that. Yeah, you heard us do it. Now go get that record and listen to it. Right. So uh, it's, it's almost like we're a messenger or something. That's kind of what I feel like. That's great. So I mean, I see uh, nothing fucking wrong with it. You're always going to have your shit. Yeah, talking. of course, yeah. But it's a shame that anybody would look at it that way. Yeah. I mean, again, if you don't like me or Mark or the or something, that's fine. But I mean, if you think right. again that this is not done with all the genuine intent that it's done with, then you're wrong. That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the one thing I may be concerned about. To be honest, don't but, even let uh, it concern you. Yeah. yeah, we've talked too much about this already. I yeah. think. Right. So don't even let it concern. Yeah, you. it's all about the positive vibes and, and yeah. the cool people that are out there. And that's been one of the greatest parts of, of doing this project, just getting to meet everybody and hearing everybody's stories, yeah. you know, how this song touched them and they remember this or whatever. Of course. Um, that, that, that's the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. So, so there you have it. You know, awesome. I look forward to, to the next step and to keeping busy with this. Yeah. You know, so that's it. Again, I hope I don't come across too melodramatic and too this. I don't think or, so at all. Or whatever. So. You'll listen back to it. It's fine. All right. It's going to be good. 
<laughs> so one more time, December 23rd, 2018, the King's Land in Brooklyn. Yes. Carnivore AD, Shia Terra. Back together again. Back together again. It's probably going to be the Shia Terra Christmas dance, which he always does every yes, year. Yes, that's a beautiful thing. And obviously we don't know who, who's going to be opening, but there's probably going to be two or three other bands. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. They, I mean, sometimes Shia Terra likes to have like one or two bands and that's it. Which is fine. Okay. I think there was mention of a couple others. Uh, Maybe two, three yeah. other bands, but regardless. Well, it develops. Regardless, Carnivore AD, Shia Terra, 1223, The yep. King's Land in Brooklyn. If you missed the show at CBGB's in January 1986, you can come see this. Uh, there you go. You know, not all the same people are with us now as back then. But the spirit's there. Yeah, absolutely. And the music, the most important thing. Absolutely. So, uh, and it's it's a, it's going to be a blast and it's an honor to be part of this. Yep. That's all I could say. So, there you have it. Baron, thank you, sir. Pleasure's all mine, Jimmy. Thank you for coming out here, braving the traffic, uh, venturing into this crazy planet that well, I'm on here. <laughs> welcome to New York. It's yes, fine. It's a beautiful thing. It's fine. Traffic is a way of life. At least there's plenty of parking here, like I said. Yes. So. I'm parked like a block and a half up. My GPS was off. Oh, right, right. Okay. Because yeah. you've noticed all these spots here. Yeah. That's what keeps me here, I think. Yeah. Whenever I think I'm moving back, I'm like, well, yeah. in Bay Ridge, I was driving around for 90 minutes every night trying to well, find Well, that's what I'm going to do. You know how that goes. Well, yeah, we're going to yeah. see how the traffic is. I'm going to go back to Bath Beach and drive around like an asshole for an hour. Right. Story of my life. Yeah. So that's why I'm here. Yeah. But, uh, I don't blame you. Maybe the only reason why. But Absolutely. that's a whole other issue. That's yeah. another show. So. <laughs> awesome, man. All right. Thanks again, bro. You got it, man. Bye. Thank you. Take Bye. it easy. All right. From Retaliation, this is... Angry Neurotic Javelets!